Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean, and joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy Insects, or how are you? Oh, man, this was a bit of a rough week, but it's over now. Damn. All right. (laughs) And also joining us, Mr. Father of the Year, Mr. Ampoo. Uh, this was a short week for me. Um, we got m- my business industry decided to take off for MLK Big Sexy. <clears throat> but yeah, I powered through it. Everything is great. And I'm ready for the weekend. All right. Yeah, it was Martin Luther King Day uh, this past Monday. Yes, I actually took the I think I took the day off that. Well, I worked from home a little bit. But yeah, I think it was my first time officially not going into work on Martin Luther King Day. So. Salute to, houses were closed. to the dream. Loved it. Right, we're not going to get too deep into it, but it's just very fascinating that there's a Martin Luther King Day. And I mean that in the sense of if you go back and just look how people viewed Martin Luther King back then, it would probably be the furthest thing from your mind that he would have had a holiday. Like, I mean, obviously, looking through... Uh, the news and the way the narrative is, you know, sort of presented to us today, that may even sound weird me saying that, but if you actually go look for yourself and see or read about Martin Luther King and how he was perceived by a lot of people back then, you would never think he'd have a, a holiday. Like that would be the furthest thing from your mind. It's just very, that's very interesting to me. Um, and I even live in King County, uh, which uh, is, well, it wasn't at first, but now it is named after King uh, Martin Luther King, and, and you see his face on, um, you know, city vehicles. It's, it's very interesting to me, <laughs> but nonetheless, that's where we're at. Um, it makes you wonder, like in in thirty, forty years from now, who would you who you couldn't see today, but how they could somehow flip it where they would have a holiday and in, in like another. 40 years. Is there anybody in your mind you can think of today like that? Obama, maybe? But people love Obama now. Uh, I'd say maybe uh, well, 60%. The majority. I mean, nothing like, I mean, they didn't kill Obama, right? There's a reason why Martin Luther King was shot down. It was because they loved him. Like, he was very much, hey, a lot of black people didn't like Martin Luther King. Uh, not as quiet as you, it'd be kept. I mean, go read the books and stuff. Right? A lot of people wasn't feeling Martin like that. Okay, maybe Kanye? That's funny. I, you know, <laughs> but that's a perfect example. I could probably, you could kind of see that. Like some people like him, then a lot of people don't like him, but he has a, he's very uh, influential and he's always out there. I could, you never know, man. I could see that. It sounds so ridiculous now, but again, I, I would have thought it, you, you would have probably thought it would have been ridiculous for Martin Luther King. So man, yeah. I could see that. Hey, quick, quick question, because you mentioned, you know, the county named after him. Mm-hmm. Was the kingdom named after him as well? No, no, no. That was well, way before that. I, I'd have to look up when they sort of uh, retconned the King County name to be Martin Luther King. But it was uh, relatively recently. You know, it might have been the last 10 or 15 years or something like that. When the, oh, and the kingdom was already torn down. I'm old. I'm Built. I've seen the kingdom built, be built and torn down. Yeah, I remember the day they blew yeah. it up, man. I was at home. Uh, I think I could hear. It. Oh, I was watching it on TV, but yeah, that, was a, that thing is gone, man. That thing was I huge. Remember that, 
I remember that ball that Mark McGuire hit off Randy Johnson in that place mm. landed in the back row up on the ramp. Wow. God damn. That, that was a hell of a hit because that place was huge, man. Like, that's exactly. And that's, and that's when Mark was huge. And nobody said the S word back then, but it's like, wait a minute. Look at this dude, man. <laughs> the S word. huge. Steroids. Oh, oh clearly okay. he was gassed up. Oh, I, was like, I was like, simp? But, but no. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just have a fond memory of that place. Um, they used to do paper airplane contests or something. What? Yeah, man. It was like you would get, they would have these paper things made up where you would fold them into planes. They would give them out in the paper or something. I don't know. And you would go there and like you sit way at the top and you Throw your plane. You have to try and make it land, and you know, on the bottom, and want a little. They have a round thing, and you probably want a car or some money. Oh or something yeah, like that. I remember that. First thing, yeah, it was pretty fun. But anyway, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Kanye West. I could certainly. I mean, to me, it'd be just as ludicrous if somebody told you back in the day, uh, Trump would be president. You'd be like, "Fuck out of here." Yeah, that's true. Oh, another. Oh, a good one. Farrakhan. Mm, oh, that ain't happening. That would be very interesting. <laughs> That'd be very interesting. <laughs> they flipped it. Somehow they flipped it where it was like beneficial to society and different things, or they'd make him some sort of hero. It's I, funny that I could see that. It would be so outrageous, but I could see him doing it, though. Well, kind of low key, they, they kind of flipping George Bush, George W. Yeah. 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 They, yep. they, they somehow are, we, we're forgetting he put, sent us into that war and he's so likable painting, getting trading candies with Michelle Obama. Ellen's his friend. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm just saying. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. I was, I was watching something. Oh, I know what I wanted to bring up. I watched this documentary on, is it Amazon Prime? It's called uh, White Saviors, uh, like Racism and Christianity or something like that, or, or Religion. Man, go check that out, man. That shit was, it was pretty good, actually. It was basically breaking down, like, um, you know, white men, people, I guess, uh, in, in early American history, but in terms of how uh, it relates to religion and Christianity, and how, um, you know, they were using religion to uh, get at the slaves, um, really went into like the Native American people. And you, you just, yeah, that's, that's something that we just don't really deal with. But when you look at Native American, uh, the Native people of this land of America and where they are now and and the way that America was sort of on the backs of that and how they it's it's just fascinating. It was a fascinating look. It, it was broken in different chapters. So there was a Native American chapter, of course, who heavily deal with uh, Africans uh, and Black people, African Americans. Um, it was even like a um, intersectionality chapter. You know, you had to put that in there. But but it was very interesting. Um, so it was a cool little little documentary. I definitely, you should check it out. It's I, I'm into topics like that, man, where you see how. Uh, religion is used um, in you know to really get get at people's psyche, and even till even today there are rituals and beliefs that are based in things that are so against you, but 
um, you know, particularly for black people. And it was talking about how we sort of use uh, Christianity as a shield to not have to deal with, you know, certain things that have been done to us. Uh, it is just very interesting. And I, and I always think of it in the terms of, for me, like in science fiction, like if we took away the black and white or native American or whatever nationalities, and you just dealt with it on a purely like humans versus aliens. And you use those same tactics. Most people would be outraged. Like you would always cheer for the humans. Like you, you would be like, why would you, if there's some alien God was forced upon humanity and then just generations, you just praise to that. And then you would fight and you fought for that alien God. You, you would watch that movie and be like, what the fuck is wrong with them? But that's what's happening today. But it's just, we don't want to, it's easier not to look at it that way. If you know, if you benefit from it, but this is very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so another person I thought of is uh, Colin Kaepernick. I can see that. Okay. I, I, I could see that. You say you can't. Why couldn't you see that? It's sexy. First of all, you don't talk. Okay. You know, ever since this whole thing has started, the only time I've heard his voice was as he was making his way from the high school where he had his, quote, workout, quote. I haven't heard his voice other than that, period. I take that back. And, and the Nike commercial. But I, well, I would say I think his actions speak louder than his words. I mean, he's known for his actions, not necessarily what he says. So I could see how they could use that as a very powerful symbol of, you know, rebellion, fighting for what's right and not have to deal with uh, the details of it. Because if he doesn't say nothing, he's not necessarily contradicting what you want it to be about. No, that's true. He ain't saying shit. If you don't talk, you can't contradict anybody. Yeah, like just like Martin Luther King, like they would rather you focus on I have a dream, but they don't want you to focus on the shit he started to say, because that would contradict the reasons why he's elevated in the position that he is. They don't want you to think about when you talk about let's go get the check and, you know, he sort of changes his views a little bit. That is not the narrative and it would never be the narrative because you wouldn't have no holiday if it was right there. Indeed. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing, but that's, you know, media, man, it's so powerful that they latch on to something and if it feeds and fits a need, they know how to push that man and get you all behind it. And now uh, there was a tweet by the NFL, right? This week. Oh yes. Um, and was yeah, the, the Botham gene. Botham. Like what, what was, why did they tweet that out? Or is that something? I have like, no Jay Z. That's what people are speculating and saying. That's where it's coming from. This is part of their campaign that I think is going to get started with the Super Bowl. They're going to put that full commercial out. And people are just looking at it with the biggest side eye. And essentially, the commercial sort of, excuse me, shows Botham Jean, uh, footage of him. And then the only thing I sort of remember is at the end of that little ad, it shows the family member hugging, you know, the whole incident in the courtroom. I can't believe right. it. And I was trying to understand man. what was the message. Well, the NFL, that's what I was trying to understand. What does this got to do with football? <laughs> and then why is that pushing? I have no idea. That's just so wild. Like, did they not sell enough tickets or what? 
No, that ain't it. <laughs> what? That's what's, they're, trying what to is appease, it? <laughs> they're trying to appease, in my opinion, the Kaepernick supporters. Man, fuck and, him. But, but this ain't it. Oh, here you go, Mar. <laughs> wow. I've been watching, uh, I took a look at his girlfriend's Twitter the other day, just for laughs. Man, he needs to muzzle her. <laughs> what, what was she saying? You know, well, we won't let you forget what he did and all this. It's always about him versus the league. And again, I don't have a horse in this race. But I was you, watching wait, wait, some wait. old... Hear, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. I was watching some old uh, Pro Bowl workout footage of like the skills competition with quarterbacks. I watched this year and I watched a few years ago. And then I compared it to the workout that Kaepernick did. He didn't do shit in that workout. And, you know, if you're going to make a big beef about, you know, wanting to get in and be a part of that league and all this, dude, you got to show us more than standing back there and throwing at 90 yards. There's more to it than that. And he didn't do that. Just, just to be clear, you really think that there are, let's say there's 32 teams. So 32 starters and 32 backups. There are really... 64 quarterbacks better than Kaepernick right now. I doubt it. Okay. But the thing is, we don't know that. You know, if you're on the outside looking in and you ain't played in three years, you need to show me what you can do, man. Here's your here's your opportunity. Here's your stage. What's what's up? But just to backtrack a little bit and put you on blast, you are (laughs) an NFL certified agent, right? Yes, I am. So you do have a skin in the game. No, I don't have any quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> I don't deal with quarterbacks. You're playing, oh, Sean, you're playing that Sean Christopher card. <laughs> <laughs> no, quarterbacks and wide receivers I stay away from because they are drama magnets, especially wide receivers. Case in point, Mr. Ivan Warren for my arrest, Antonio Brown. Yeah. That brother, he needs some serious mental help and someone in his crew or his family needs to embrace him and say, man, look, you're out of control, man. We got to get you, uh, get you straightened out, but no one's doing it. That's fucked up. Well, he may not be allowing anybody to tell him nothing. I mean, you know, you, you got to be open to that too. Yeah. You got, you got to be willing to listen. That's true. <laughs> Maybe he's not. Did you see him at the police station and that powder blue tuxedo? Nah, I, I don't even keep it. Okay, that's just you, straight up clowning. It's like, bruh, he had a powder blue tuxedo or suit over a green sweatsuit. I'm like, really? We're doing just, this now? To me, he just looks like, you know, and it's it, this happens all the time. Not all the time, but there's always usually one every few years. It's just a, your brother gets put in the spotlight. You know, he's getting everything and they just act a fool. There seems to be always one every couple of years and you know, he's in that, he's playing into that right now. And, you know, I don't know much about him, but just seeing the little clips, it's always some super, you know, emotional or foolishness. You know, it's just not the way to carry yourself when you get to certain levels like that. To me, he needs what Kevin Hart has, you know, the accountability brother. Yes. You know, to, yes. to, to hold him down, say, yo, you, you're fucking up the whole thing. Sit down, you know, we'll get at you. But if, when you don't have that and you one of them type of cats that would probably act a fool even regardless, then yeah, you're going to you know, crash and burn. And 
again, if you think you're going to get out there, uh, out there in white folks' land and they money and active, they ain't having it. They don't make an example out of you every time. So if you don't understand the rules of the game, you're going to go out like this Antonio Brown guy. Didn't he have some footage where he, his baby mom was outside oh, his house yeah. or something? Oh, I don't even yeah. know the, 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 the story behind it, but the way he acted in the video just let me know. I said, yeah, this cat, he's a young dude. He acting stupid, talking crazy, disrespectful. I was like, dude, that's your kids over there. Even if you don't fuck with her like that, how you think they looking at it? And you got, what do you put all a bag of dicks or something? Yep. Stop dicks. You know, oh this is God. on all on the internet. This is your family. This is how you're going to do your kids? They're going to have that video to last forever? Not a good look. Mark, you probably get this reference. He looking like a wilder version of Ricky Jarrett. Just <laughs> <laughs> way wilder. Yep. Like yes. he trying to get into Hollywood. Like, man, I could be in the next football. I don't know. To me, and I've said this before, just because you give a hoodlum thug from the hood millions of dollars, all you got is a rich hoodlum thug from the hood. And I hate to say that, but it's like you got millions of dollars. I mean, he was just on the cover. EA's hella pissed. <laughs> he was just on the cover of Madden. There's a tons of endorsement deals, not only from you know apparel, sports apparel with Nike uh, on Adidas, but you could probably get you know energy drinks and soft drinks. And you ruining this over what? I would love to know what the hell changed. What happened in Pittsburgh? What changed? Because. I don't remember him doing any of this before two years ago. Exactly. All this crap came out of nowhere. Mm. You Maybe know, he's got I don't some know what happened. Mental I'm sure, issues. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Pittsburgh knew what was going on because they're like, he got to go. And then they cut him loose and then it just went to hell. Now, I can understand him. And, I'm, and you know, full disclosure, I'm a Raider fan here, but I can understand him wasn't out of Oakland. That's fine. He forced his way out of Oakland got to the Patriots, best place to be in, and he fucked it up. Well, to be to be a little fair, I mean, because you got to be fully honest, he fucked it up in New England by having a sexual assault case. It's not like he misbehaved there, but still his bad actions led to that. Uh-huh. Bad previous actions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I hate to go there, but I'm going to go ahead and blame the parents. I, I don't know if he has mother and father, but I'm going to start with the Paris. Like, what did you instill in him? And I understand that I've never been a sports athlete. I've never raised a prominent, famous sports athlete. So I don't know how they change up once they they get, you know, the, to that level. But I feel like you really got to instill in them not only the humility that any moment it could be taken away. Hey, look at Colin Kaepernick. Look at, uh, who's the other one? Um, Tara Owens. Look at, now look at, at Antonio Brown. It can be taken away from you at any moment. And at some point, you got to keep your head in yourself that why are you doing this bullshit when there's millions, millions, tens of millions of dollars you can be getting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear just I don't I don't know if you can blame the parents again. They, they could have done all of that you said, but each person is different. Like he may not he may ch- be choosing to go down the route that he's going down, knowing full well right from wrong. and being taught a certain way the the lure of fame or the ego or whatever could be a lot can be very powerful for a young man particularly a man of resources 
and people do what they do. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people who come from great homes and do all the great stuff, and they still go out there and act a damn fool. That's on them. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so, the, the you trip know. part about it is, is like if, if I lost my job tomorrow, I'd be like, God damn. But I ain't making close to thirty million dollars over a couple of years. I don't understand how you could potentially lose, essentially lose your job. He lost his job and still be acting like on some bullshit. 30 minutes. He might be, he's probably like, well, okay, there's a lane for, you know, in social media and personality is a big thing. Now I'm going to just be that personality. I'm, you know, the turn up. There's people who have careers off of that shit. So maybe he thinks yeah. he's, he's gonna do, do that. And what else he got to lose? <laughs> Fuck it. The thing is, he's still not officially suspended by the league. Hmm. It's like, dude, but every time you step out like this, no one's gonna come near you. He's thirty-one too, so he probably got a good four-year. First of all, he, he his next contract, he probably. It's going to be like a what a, a trial, so he's not going to get a huge oh, he's, contract. It's either going to be a trial contract or incentive loaded, like you wouldn't believe. So I mean, he got what four years before you know his he's out of his prime. Yep. Yeah, it's it's, it's <clears throat> that, that's always I always say, man. I don't know that lifestyle, but just imagine if you were a young dude like that, you know, good looking brother, you have money, everybody knows you. When you you go out and you walk in the club, all eyes on you, the baddest ones is, you know, you could just walk up to them and throw some weak game and they be, you know, ready to do whatever. So you never know the type of mindset that that type of breeds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even been in that position. So who knows what a young minded person would do with those types of, you know, if you want to call them benefits or power. You probably, you know, the dark side is a very alluring thing. <laughs> so it's one thing we could sit back here and say, I, but again, it'd be another thing if, you know, you in your prime and everybody's on your job, figuratively, figuratively and literally. That's a powerful thing. You know, oh, I can just get up at like 3, 8, 3 p.m. and I'm going to the club tonight. I know I'm going home with four of the baddest ones and I'm just dipping through one. Uh, dip, dip. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what it does to your mind and you smoking and drinking and hey, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> you know, and do it all and you're doing that four or five times a week. <sighs> but and um, the thing is, going back to Kevin Hart, and this makes his crew even more unique because these guys are actually holding him accountable. Yeah. How many people out there have got their boys around them and they're just you know, contributing to the bullshit. Look at his crew and look at Michael Vick's crew. See? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Gotta, you have to have the right type of people you have around. The right crew around you, man. <laughs> not just not just four other knuckleheads. Look at turn But anyway, um speaking of accountability, brothers and sisters, I gotta return back to your girl Lizzo. Oh shit! Now I seen this thing, and I I don't know the full <laughs> thing of this, so I, I would love for somebody to make this make sense to me, or or you know, cape for this. Be careful who you cape for. All right. So there's a video apparently of Lizzo. It's on the app TikTok. 
I've heard of this thing. Uh, I think I think my daughter had this or something. But this is one of these apps that's you know big with the kids and young folks. But uh, Lizzo apparently has a video, and I think this ties into the uh, the Beyonce's clothing line that just recently came out, the Ivy Park collection. I don't know if she's wearing some of it in this, but somehow I see it's related to that. But Lizzo is, I don't know, I, I don't know if she's singing a song or whatever, but she's insinuating that she is uh, on her knees and, and there's a man standing in front of her and she's like unbuttoning his pants, like to pull his dick out or something. And listen, grown folks going to do what grown folks, hey, get it in. You know what I'm saying? As I did it, just few, whatever. But, how is and again someone's already going to argue hey Mike Madonna and then the, oh sure I don't I don't like when people try to bring other people up to justify the shit they do stand on your own dick sucking is this <laughs> what how is this help her music career or I just don't see why she has to go this route I thought she was big she's on the cover and, and I'm not I don't mean big I'm talking about like superstar here you go, superstar. Here you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little joke but she's on the cover of I don't mean shit to me but I know it's, it's a prestigious thing Rolling Stone I think she's gonna be in this Grammys coming up maybe I don't know about that but she's, she's nominated for eight Grammys and yeah. she's performing yeah. yeah one of the top artists in the game right now why do you need to and again, this may be a joke and I just might be clueless, but it's just interesting that she has to seem like she's playing more of the sexual type of things. Well, I feel to me, I, again, I'm on the outside. I don't know if that is her image per se, or I'm just, this is what I focus on, but it seems like it's more notoriety over foolishness than it would be like the performances and the music, what's the cut and all this kind of stuff. It, it boggles my mind. Like, Again, I don't see Beyonce doing no shit like that or Rihanna. Now, maybe I missed their videos with the insinuating dick sucking. I apologize. Uh, but just it seems like it's just a little too much. Now, I will go say that, yeah, Janet was doing some crazy shit on stage. Part of her show. And maybe this is a part of the sh in 2020. That's a part of the get down. You kind of have to play into that. So what do you guys think? Well, I, I tried to cape for her the other day <laughs> in the chat. You know, I said that the antics were beneath her, especially considering her talent level. And then I see this thing, and it's like, you, you know, again, accountability. Where's her team? You know, where are her accountability ladies at? Because this is some bullshit. You get nominated for eight Grammys coming out, I remember when Michael got nominated for a buttload of Grammys and won them all. He wasn't acting a fool. He, he was out, you know, with Bubbles the Chimp. He wasn't doing anything silly like this. And not to compare the two, but when Mike got nominated for all those Grammys, he already had put in the, put in the work. He already was that guy. Lizzo is still brand new. And conversely, the other youngin, who's nominated for a bunch, Billy Eilish, hasn't said a peep. It's like, look, let your music do the talking and fuck all this other nonsense. Well, she needs to cool that shit out. Not a good look. 
Well, the thing is, is that you say it's not a good look, but unfortunately to a segment of the audience, it is. They think that it's empowering that because she is a non-traditional looking uh, woman or non-traditional attractive looking woman by, you know, the dominant society standard that they tipping her hat, they're applauding. Yeah, she's doing the wild sexualization things just like them skinny bitches, to quote Monique. To me, I just feel like I don't know. I want to. I would like to know what the end game is. I, I kind of got into it in one of the the Prince Facebook groups where they're saying she's disgusting. She's no talent. You know, Prince would never work with her. And it's like, yeah. I say, but y'all call yourselves Prince fans? On the one hand, one he worked with her. Two, you saw all the wild shit that Prince did. Not justifying it, but it's like let's just have some perspective. But at the same token. Prince was selling an image and a brand, the sexuality. I mean, he had other stuff in there, but it was part was it part and parcel with his on point with his brand and his image. Lizzo, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is what she's going to be about, but it's like I, I, I can't really call it because she clearly is a talented songwriter and artist. And unfortunately, I mean, I hate to say it because she doesn't have the what they call the traditional wanted um, looks. This is what she has to do to keep that attention. And for me, I just feel like, I mean, I don't know because Alicia Keys was is fine as hell, was fine as hell, no doubt. And she didn't put herself out there like that, even though she had the face and she had the body. And I just feel like Lizzo may just be going too far and she's, she's slowly but surely getting to that that what is at that line of that point of no return that, you know, she may lose a certain segment. Uh, unfortunately, there there are those that just want to look for any reason, anything that she puts out there to try to bash her and, you know, get her out or, you know, limit her, her success. And maybe you shouldn't be um, too cautious and take it easy because, oh, they, those people are out there, so I better not. But the same token, you know, what are you doing? How is this, like, as Mike said, how is this helping your brand? It's not, and I and I agree with your points you made about Prince. You know, you look back at Prince and dude was he was on some wild, he was on some other shit with with sexuality and the uh, explicitness of it. Uh, and then you know, obviously, and that was he was on a young man's mentality back then. And as he grew, <laughs> and, you know, aged up, wisdom sets in. He started reading. He realized, yeah, I'm not gonna carry myself like that. I'm not gonna even matter of fact, y'all don't even cuss around me. God damn it. You know, y'all ain't complaining out like that. You know, and that's what a grown man's supposed to do. So I so there's a little bit where I can look at Lizzo and be like, she's you know, she's a I would imagine she's a young girl, young woman. She's doing dumb shit. That's what young people do until we learn, you know, and you know, we grow and stuff like that. So I give a little pass to that. Uh I'm sorry, just, real quick. Go ahead. I don't know if we can. And I you no, know, depending ahead. on what your judgment of young, but she's 31. And I just still think, young. It's still young. I, I don't know. Wow. I just think when you cross thirty, there's just yeah. certain things you, some you people, stop doing. So, for you're some right, people, there right. is. There's some people, it takes a little longer. And she's in a different. She's not in an everyday field. And, and so the other part true, of what I was going to say too is, and this is, I'm just going off of stereotypes right here. That the stereotype back, you know, for a lot of men was, oh, you know, the big girl, she going she gonna go hard. You know, she don't go hard on the dick. I'm using, I'm using these explicit terms because she's doing yeah. insinuating explicit stuff. So they, you was, oh yeah, you know, the big girl, you know, she gonna suck it down, dog. 
And to me, this is, she's playing, and this is from me as a man, I'm saying to me is what it looks like she's sort of playing into that as well. Because when you brought up Alicia Keys earlier, yeah, she's not insinuating she's sucking somebody's dick as far as I have seen. And some of these other girls I haven't seen gone that route. But there's a, the stereotypes would be, oh, here's what the big girls do this. The other stereotype that she's playing into is that black women are overly sexualizing about sex and want to fucking all this stuff, which we see with the Megan Stallion, the Cardi B. You know, they play into that stereotype. That's just my opinion. Now, you don't have to believe that. You don't have to. If the stereotype don't exist, stop it. You may not think that. I would tell you right now that some of these Dominant society people, that's all they see you as, is ghetto gagging. That's what she's playing into. Now, that's my opinion. But to me, I just feel like, listen, you do stuff when you're younger. I get it. But she's a corporation. I said this another show. She is a corporation. She a business. You know, she's going to be bigger than music because music doesn't really sell that well. So she has to be bigger than music to take it to the next level. She's going to have to transcend into other things they're not buying music like that right so your bag ain't gonna be in that she has to think about how is how does this play into my brand in in 10 years you know as i become a real grown-ass woman in my 40s and stuff do i want videos of me looking like i'm about to suck dick out there think think ahead if you have a family is this the videos you want your daughter asking you about I'm just saying, like, I know it's hard to sometimes you don't have a vision for yourself and you don't think about those things. But I'm saying at some point we have to get back to. I'm talking about black people, young black women and men. You need to start thinking like that, though, because this shit does matter. It's the same thing I tell like my son sometimes. I'm like, dude, your grades, you might not think what you're doing right now, 10 or 12 matters. Trust me, it's going to matter even in your 30s because the same mentality or mindset or work ethic you got now is probably what you're going to have as you get older and it's going to be even tougher to get out of it so yeah man so this type of shit does it should matter to her and i think that and i you know boyce Watkins, i see he he be kind of staying on her neck about it and i know some people oh he's just but see part of it i agree with both sides but i like that he's doing that because there needs to be older people to be able to get at a little bit people's acting crazy and making their people look a little wild out here. There should be a little pushback. If he is the only one that's giving pushback on a big level like that, fine. But there needs to be some sort of accountability from the audience to be like, sis, you ain't got to do that. You dope. Stop it. Like you, you don't have to do that no more. We love you. you you're just the same way with Prince. You know, some, and some of his own fans is like, I, I can't accept that. I, Oh, I want to hear the nasty. And he has the foresight to say, stop. <laughs> I have to move past that. I was young and stupid. I don't need to do that no more. I'm rich, bitch. I'm on another level. I'm a superstar. What the fuck you think I'm going to be on here with my ass out doing? I'm good. Like, I don't need, we don't need to do that. And so that's the same with her. Like, you can do all that stuff, but it's just that you don't have to. Like, we were, I would rather you be more on some Michelle Obama than on some, uh, you know, just overly sexualized, ratchet female image. That's not the look. I don't care. I was uh, trying to do different because she's big. How come? Well, I, okay, cool. 
you can be sexy and all that. I applaud that. But you don't have to be on some ratchet stuff. Like, why Why would that be? Yeah, the, yeah, why is that yeah. the behavior to push? Why couldn't she push, like, her business acumen and her skills in the studio and how she does her music and writing? Why don't they push? Can she push that, too, as opposed to pushing the, I'm about to, I'm getting, hey, y'all, I'm about to suck this dude's dick. Like, eh. We don't need that. Keep that in the bedroom. We all freaks and like to get it popping. But when we start putting that out in the front, it's just, I don't know. It's just, we might want to pump our brakes a little bit. We're going a little too far. I'm preaching. I'm done. Go ahead, Ample. Oh, okay. Ample, you ain't got Again, no, again, you know, I think when you get 30, 31, you're too old for this shit. That's just the way it is. Now, I could be wrong, but 31, it, okay. You're I know, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, younger grandmothers out here these days are acting as <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Started I just to go there. <laughs> but, but Mike, I'm a, I'm a, this is me in my black Twitter voice. Now, yeah. Mike. Get at me. Let's go. Do you got that same energy for Kim Kardashian who got a whole ass sex tape and sure. made a billion dollar empire? Right, mm-hmm. right. No, I don't. You know why? Because see, Kim Kardashian don't represent my community, so I can give a fuck about what Kim Kardashian does. <laughs> I, don't, I don't pay no attention to it. And got that that's what they do. They act a fool. We don't come, we don't come from that. And I'm I'm being I'm on my Q storm or all that. I don't want my sisters following Kim Kardashian because see the thing is, Kim Kardashian can do that and can create an empire off of it. I'm gonna give you some straight fire facts. Your black ass ain't going to. Okay. They're not mm-hmm. gonna elevate you in the same way they do Kim Kardashian. Those are facts. You go find me the Kim Kardashian black uh, version, and and if you and then you can prove me wrong. <laughs> like those are what? Say it again. Those those are what, Mike? Those are facts. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no black equipment to the Kim Kardashian because they'll never allow it to happen. Fuck out of here. So that's what you tell black Twitter is stop it. That where's where's Ray J at? Yep. <laughs> they clown him. Now he does good. He's doing business, but he's a clown. He ain't sitting next to Trump or people of power. And he ain't the face. They ain't make him the face of the prison re- reform movement. Look how they credibility they have elevated her and in, in different things. And her whole family elevated. There's no black family dynasty that came off of dick sucking and fucking so so what you said so what you're saying is janet jack me is in a global empire (laughs) no No? (laughs) roxy reynolds (laughs) who no No, don't play you playing yourself (laughs) some of our girls do your googles do your i know who the hell they i know who they are but they ain't on no they ain't even on kim kardashian's level (laughs) ah no so yeah, man. So so yeah, it, it's not the same energy. This ain't the game ain't played out for that. So you can't have the same energy. You can play the same. You can follow what they do all you want. You can be Bill Cosby. Listen, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, Bill playing their game. Who won? He in jail. Har- so, Harvey ain't over yet, though, man. Well, he's not. Harvey but he ain't. It ain't hoping and shut like it. It was Bill. Bill's done. You know, Harvey, they got settlements. They, they Harvey got the wheelchair and the walker. 
And, and the settlement ain't from, ain't from him. It's from insurance. From the insurance company. Yeah. So Bill was just, Bill had some uh, ratchet chick jump from out the bushes butt naked. Remember? When he was on the way to court. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to America's dad. So I don't want to hear that same. And they, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, it just yeah. Yeah. again. Like, salute to Lizzo. I, I I saw her performances. I thought she was dope. But I'm just saying, I, I, man, you ain't, you ain't gotta you ain't gotta do all that. Mary J didn't go out like that. Did Mary J Blige ever be doing some? I mean, she may have done some cooning. Sugar <laughs> <laughs> commercial. <laughs> And her, well, I mean, more so her singing to, uh, you know, I think Hillary I think, Clinton. Remember that? Oh, <laughs> oh, man, man, that, yeah, that, man, that was, I don't know if that was on the level of the dick sucking, but that was a bad look. But that was just so, that was yeah, late was about, in the game, too. That was late in the game. Yeah, I was about to say, after this Popeyes phenomenon thing, I think we owed Mary an apology because we damn sure <laughs> took what she did to a whole new level. Are they still uh, doing the Popeyes thing? Is that still going on? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Every time you turn around, someone got a new video talking about how great it is. Wow. Yeah. Well, let me say, and shout, salute to Mary, though, because, you know, shit, she about to be a, a star. She's starring in the new version of Power. Um, I've seen some of the pictures. So I can only imagine probably in six months now, she'll be just as popular again, like Ghost and all them other motherfuckers. So salute to, salute to Mary. Wait, anyway. wait, wait, wait. You've seen footage from the new Power? No, there were some pictures online. They they put out some pictures. Uh, it was Mary. She's talking to, I think it's her daughter. Apparently, she's playing like the ghost character. Okay, Mary. So yeah. she's like starring, it's like the star of it. And Method Man is in it as well. I hate to get on a sidetrack, but after the last episode, no disrespect to Mary. Now, I want to see the Tommy series. Me too. <laughs> Tommy, come out to Cali. <laughs> Yeah, they might remember drop that, the ball on that. Yeah, remember the song was it "My Summer Vacation" where Q went out to Kansas City and yeah. cleaned it up. I'm Jesus. thinking that's what Tommy go to. That could be a dope, like a just a short spinoff, like maybe a six episode thing or something like that. That man, shit, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Was, Before we get sidetracked into that, so are any other comments on this Lizzo thing? Or we, we can go. Uh, I, I want her to win Sunday night, man. Yeah. yeah. I want her to win. I just don't want her to get derailed by these antics that, and I hate to say this, that's only appealing appealing to a very small minority. Yes. Yeah, you got to think about that. Yeah. And um, hopefully she doesn't go too crazy on the Grammys. <laughs> um, but I, she's on a very, to me, again, I just look at it through history. It's a, it's a tight rope to play that because to me, I think the, People that mainly are her fan base, not only, but I think she probably appeals more to white people. And yep. you got to be careful if you're playing that highly sexual thing with them because they're only going to go so far with it. And then something going to happen where they're going to flip it on you. And she's seen inklings of that already. Right. Last year, there was some little things that they was ready to turn on her real quick. It was on social media and stuff. I think it was something about a boy band and, there was something else that was it BTS. Something, yeah, one of them things. One of them so it was K-pop. Yeah, but you can see how it was. It was so quick; they were ready to turn on her that quickly. And so you got to be very careful because you may think they really they love you like that, but do something that they don't go off cold. Yeah, you do a little something sexual in the wrong place where they're offended, she'll be over. Like she, yeah. then she'll be 
on tour with uh, Ludacris and uh, who? Oh, who I'm doing like Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, then you and you will be on the BET thing, and you don't have time for it to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you be careful because there, there's always another nigga next year. Yeah, she got to remember, blacks aren't buying music like that. So you may be appealing to that small base, but are they putting money in your pocket? And I'm not saying th- th- to be foul, but I'm just saying they have the data that blacks are not buying music yeah. like that. We're doing the streaming. You said they got the data. <laughs> you on your, uh, what's up, boys? I'm a nimmy nominee. Tone. Tone. Yeah. <laughs> Salute to Tom. I'm not. I ain't a part of none of the client. I just the shit is off for me anyway. All right. Well, uh, well hold on before we get off this whole <laughs> Lizzo thing. Uh, speaking of the Grammys, yeah, have you man, seen we gonna get into the that. firestorm going yeah, on. This that week? was one of my topics. Yeah, let's get into that real quick here. And I'm. I want to get your opinion on this. You're a part of the. Now you have a. Would you say you have a horse in this race or? let's back Uh, to back mark (laughs) well full disclosure i am a member but i am not in the upper echelon like all this there you go let me me be be clear i've only been a member a couple of years so once i get up in there okay yeah (laughs) but i'm not up in there okay q nra i just paid my dues i don't have nothing to do Although I'm, like, I'm in the shit. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm in the motherfucker. Well, let's just jump into this. So uh, controversy, the headlines out here is Grammy Awards rigged. And this is coming from a woman who was what? The, the uh, president? Of she, the was a, she was a CEO and president. She just came in in August or September, I believe. And apparently people have made accusations against her for being a bully and being inappropriate and all these other things. And they went and they said, look, you got to sit down. She said, I want 20 million to walk. They're like, shit. And then they put on suspension <clears throat> and then she went buck wild. You know, she said they're racist and old boy network. Then she went after the outgoing president, Neil Portnow, called him a straight up rapist. Mm. Now this lady's Not name is cool. Deborah, Deborah Dugan. Deborah Dugan, and she made the rounds on AM talk shows uh, this morning on CBS and ABC, among others. And I watched her. She does not present well at all. I'm not saying she's wrong. I wasn't there, but I'm saying from a credibility standpoint, she was fidgety and. And eyes were darting all over the place. And they tried Gail King on CBS and her co-host and the Stephanopoulos guy on ABC. They tried to, you know, pin her down and say, look, what are you talking about here? Why am I talking about that? Then why are you here? You know, what's going on? She hid behind her lawyer the whole time. This is going to get ugly. I thought they said, believe the victim. (laughs) Well, she is. See, I believe Neil Porton now. That's see, what I believe. See, listen, <clears throat> I didn't see the, the footage. I've heard about it. Uh, she just to go back to the other guy. She she said uh, she begun her role as a recording academy CEO. She says she was ushered into a conference room with a foreign recording artist and academy member. 
Dugan said in that room, the artist revealed she was raped by former Recording Academy CEO Neil Portnow after a show at the New York City's Carnegie Hall. Although the artist chose to remain unnamed, a psychiatrist was, has confirmed that the sexual encounter between her and Mr. Portnow was likely not consensual, according to the artist's attorney. Uh, Dugan, or Duggan believed that some members of the Academy knew about the rape allegations while others didn't, despite the fact that they were supposed to be voting the following day on whether to give Mr. Portnow a bonus for his past work for the Academy, according to her complaint. Ms. Duggan quickly advised that the vote on the bonus could not go forward until the full board was told of the rape allegations. She came spitting hot fire uh, on old boy. Now, some will question, is this a retaliatory type? It, it, it may well be, but clearly, does that, but does that mean that that stuff didn't happen? That only no, it does not. two different things. No, it so, does not. You know, whichever battle you want to fight, but obviously there's some foolery going on and in, in there with that gentleman. And in the world of the me too era, to me, I'm surprised. I'm actually not surprised, but I'm surprised that this doesn't have, maybe it does have a whole cloud over the ceremony itself. Oh, clearly, clearly. And I wouldn't, I'm surprised I don't see artists, or I know why they don't say careers might be over, but artists don't come out and jump on stage and be like, free that form recording artists or they raping us now for, they not only raping us for the money, but literally like, <laughs> it's, well, it's very interesting. Now. No, I'm just saying, because again, when they have uh all these other Me Too situations have happened. It was immediate people getting fired or they get to the bottom of this. This paints a, again, this ain't some low level person talking. This is the CEO of the, the organization is, talking. Go ahead. Go ahead. The artist has not been identified. Right. And has not said a word. Because she probably doesn't want to be ashamed and career be over. This is, this is like almost like Linda Tripp telling, Lewinsky's story when it wasn't hers to tell. Now, if the artist and, you know, again, uh, Dugan wasn't there. You know, she's hearing shit third hand. And if this really went down, why did Dugan sit on it until she got fired to make it a point? Walk That's up. what I said. There are two cool. different things going on here. That, But one doesn't have one to do with the other. <laughs> like, that's true. You can hold her feet to the fire over that. But we're dealing with the rape right now. Or the uh, allegations. So it'd be just like if somebody said, I've seen R. Kelly with them kids. Well, you don't, did you see him with the kids? Now I heard about it. I did saw they, the videotape. <laughs> wasn't, but I'm saying, do they just be like, well, why are you coming out with this now? Well, well how come the kid ain't saying that? I mean, again, it, you could play it however you want to, but obviously there's some shit going on. This is the CEO of the company saying this, or the ex CEO. So it ain't like it's some low level. Body just saying she might be saying it a retaliatory situation. Very true. But is there some smoke to it? I mean, is there some fire to that? Is that and then you, you tack on she started talking about this other stuff. Again, I, I'm surprised that you won't see some protest. You said the the nominations are rigged. Yep. Oh yeah. And what, again, what do you think about this? Do you think first off, I'm like, really? That's a surprise? 
Oh, right. We are, outsiders are always like, how did that person win? Or They don't make no sense. But, I, but I'm saying for now as a CEO says that, should we just brush it under the rug or should, they, or should we take a serious look at that? What, what do you think uh, as a member, Mark? Well, see, now the thing is in, in the Me Too era, you know, fair or unfair, once an allegation has been made on you, you got to prove yourself innocent instead of someone proving you guilty, and that's not fair. Uh, as far as the allegations of impropriety in the nominations and all that, if that is the case, then people heads have to roll. But again, what concerns me is even if it's all true, it's only coming out in retaliation. You know, if you're about this justice and equality and all that, the minute you got the gig and see all this shit, you should say, you know what, we got a, we got a problem here. Let's handle it. She didn't do that. And then she tried to shake him down for 20 to walk away. Fuck out of here, man. No. But only thing it does, <clears throat> and hopefully the allegation of rape didn't happen because that's just horrible. And if it did happen, as much as I respect Neil, he's got to go. But all this going on and the timing of it going on just puts a cloud over the awards, which is fucked up. And on top of that, I don't know if you guys heard this, but they're they're doing a tribute <clears throat> for Run DMC, and part of it they're going to play with Aerosmith, and Aerosmith has been sued by their drummer because they all let him play in the band now. Right. It's like, what is going on <laughs> here, man? You know, they, they wouldn't let the guy come in and rehearse. They said, look, you can't play. But it's my band. We understand that. But you've been out six months on some type of rehabilitation, temporary disability, and you ain't ready to go yet. Well, I want to go. You can't go. So there's that cloud. There's the cloud of crazy Deborah Dugan and all this other nonsense. When what we should be talking, and, and to a much lesser extent, Lizzo and her dick-sucking video, to when we should be talking about is Lizzo, Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, and how how we have these this whole like new class of people up for the big awards. And we're not talking about it. You know, Matt mentioned BTS. I'm looking forward to seeing them play because I haven't heard a peep out of them musically. I have no idea what these guys do. I see their pictures all over the place, but I want to hear what they're about. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about some bullshit. Right, because well, so the thing is, I agree with you. But see, you can't talk about those types of things if your house is not in order. No, agreed. So agreed. that's why these other, that's why this conversation, in my opinion, is more important than that. Again, I'm not a part of it, so I don't have a, why she came out with it or, or doesn't play to me, doesn't matter, because uh, if it's a problem, it's a problem. Just like if it uh, was that guy Snowden, why did he have the secrets he he leaked them. He stole them. Okay, but were they spying on Americans? That's what I'm dealing with. I don't care about how they got here. Is it is it true? Uh, same with they. Hillary did this. Well, how did they they hacked them? That's why. Oh, okay, they hacked them. But did you do that shit? So I, I don't care about why I got the information. I'm just want to deal with the truth. So if the truth is that this shit is rigged, and they got motherfuckers alleged with rape, board members know about this want to give bonuses, don't want to deal with facts. The artists are literally getting raped, allegedly. That's that's all I want to know about. 
how I got that information, it doesn't matter to me because I ain't a part of it. I just, I just, it's some foul shit. So when I look at the awards and stuff, I, I don't care nothing about that. Like they got bigger fish to be, it's a, it's a, uh, situation that's all messed up. Why I want to deal with somebody getting an award? Like they, they raping people. That'd be like if, if I knew an artist walked like TLC when they walked up there and they weren't getting paid for them records. They were like, fuck these awards. We broke. <laughs> Why well, I want to talk about getting the awards? They fucking us. Fuck this. So this is you. Yeah, this is the same type of thing to me. I'm like, yeah, this shit is crazy. Why y'all? Who fuck? Huh? Do you want to perform? Drake? Like this? Stop it. They, y'all need to, somebody need to go in there and clean house first. Then we can talk about patting each other on the back. Otherwise, it just looks like a sham, man. From an outsider's point of view, but I don't know, man. Is, is the Grammys this weekend? Tomorrow night. Mm. I Are guarantee. No, I'm not going because tonight <clears throat> is the Clive Davis party. That's why I wanted to go, but my stroke does come up short because I don't know Clive. Pause. And Clive is, uh, <laughs> you know, his, his deal. That doesn't play very well. <laughs> That's why you're not coming to the party. <laughs> His uh, party is invite only, and it's you know for the heaviest of the heavy, and I'm not that heavy yet, yet. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, who do they have at a Clive uh, thing now? Like, who's the who would be the performers of today? Uh, whoever he wants. Okay. You know, Clive was like, oh shit. Speaking of which, a little sidetrack here. Uh, last week was the NAM show, North American Music Merchants Convention and all that. Yeah. Did you guys know that at the Avid Pro Tools uh, stage? About the Jimmy Jam they, and Quincy? Jimmy and Quincy. Yeah, yeah. Had I known they were going to be there, I would have gone to that. Yeah. Man. I didn't know. And my piano teacher tried to bust me because she's a member. And she's all, you can't go. I'm like, what do you mean I can't go? She's like, it's not open to the public. I said, uh, I'm a Grammy member. I can go. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. You know, not to show her my, my credentials, all that. And we argued about it back and forth. But I, And quick shout out. She ran into Rhonda Smith there. Okay. I'm like, you ran into Rhonda, didn't call me? What the fuck, man? Damn. Yeah, my guy Dave was there. St. Paul, he did a whole. Hampton? Yeah. Um, I know. I see. I knew Dave was going to be there. God, I should have went. Yeah, Dave, St. Paul did a whole. He had a booth or something. Yeah, uh, there oh, yeah. as well. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. All right. Oh, um, before you forget, before I forget, real quick. Speaking of Southern California, mark your calendars. May 29th, sexy descends on UCLA, and when I'm in town, I'm going to call up my co- podcast brother. Aunt Pooh, Mrs. Star, what it is. That's what's going on that weekend. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, uh, before we forget, uh, I don't think we ever talked about bad boys. What you going to do? Life. I'm here. Um, I would say this quickly. I, I had saw, I saw the movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. 
it was uh, some parts low-key emotional. Um, anytime you have, and we can spoil it at this point, you know, any of the father, son or daughter relationship type stuff, that always kind of gets to me. Um, and just the fact that they were, you know, early 50s or about the same age as the characters <laughs> and, and playing out, you know, and you just like when Martin's character, Marcus, you know, kind of want to sit down. You know, and I'm, you're out here running and gunning in the streets. You ready to stay at the crib and chill out. Uh, he got a granddaughter, a grandbaby. Uh, and then you have Mike Lowry, who's you kind of getting a little too old for the game. Playboy, like, you know. Oh, this cat daddy. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> when, the part where they go to the club and the young chicks was looking at them like, uh-uh. And it was like, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, dog, that's how they see us, like. Stop, you know, slow down a little bit. You, you the old old cats up in here now with these young folks. But I just really enjoyed it, man. I thought it was, it was shockingly was good because I didn't. I thought the trailers were horrible, but they did their thing. Uh, Big sexy. Did you see Bad Boys? I have not seen it yet, but that club scene you mentioned, real quick, back in two thousand seven, I was running uh, my own nonprofit, <clears throat> and I went by this restaurant to thank them for their donation and do some paperwork. And at, in the evenings, that little restaurant becomes a club. And I walk in and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> you don't want to be the old dude in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this stuff is, my time is past. You know, and that's, that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. But I'm looking around, see all these young faces and I'm like, yeah. I don't need to be up in this place. <laughs> but I can imagine what it was like for those two in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was it was a good time. Uh and Pooh. I thought it was okay. There was a there's a, a lot of funny moments. There's a lot of good action scenes. The uh they actually opened it up with the uh the Porsche scene where they're driving to the hospital. I thought that was dope. But it just I felt like there were like three different movies going on at one time that it was really hard for me to keep up with. And then the reveal that <sighs> reveal that Mike not only has a baby mama, which I was just like, OK, that's trash. But then that his own seed is trying to take him out. I was like, uh, okay. but you but you like Gemini, man. Stop it. Yeah, that was, that was almost the same goddamn story. I was like, that's probably that's, that's probably why I wasn't feeling this because I'm like, I just saw the shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't a bad movie. It, it was just all right, and I'm happy they got their bag. I I kind of I'm looking sideways, like, okay, where is Gabrielle Union? Where's the sister at? We got Teresa Randall back, who still looks good, by the way. They brought Reggie back. Which that was, was not, hilarious. Not Reggie. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the best part about it is, is like they were they were calling back to that. I'm like, okay, but he smashed your daughter. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that nigga's a mar- he's a Marine now. <laughs> Getting married. He got his shit together. I was like, oh, okay, he got the things together. Then he's like, so when you gonna make an honest woman out of my daughter? And I'm looking like, oh wait, he smashed. And they didn't put a ring Ooh. on it. I was like, oh, okay. That that to me, like, he was kept calling him a simp. I think that was the only time where I felt like he was a simp. Because I'm like, he smashed the daughter and knocked her up. I mean, he ended up, you know, oh, again, yeah. Yeah, marrying her. But still, I was kind of like side-eyed. In it, but I was kind of glad that when I when they got into the uh, room and there was a baby, he was like, you're a granddaughter. I was like, Reggie's the daddy. And then they showed him. I was like, okay, I guessed it. I guessed it. But I was a little disappointed that they weren't married. 
because of how they portrayed that scene. Uh, yeah, well, I can um, see Reggie being afraid to get married. You know, <laughs> but he wasn't afraid Catholic to hit. Up in the face. But he wasn't afraid to hit it. Yeah, but he's obviously yeah, yeah. an upstanding dude. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They did. They did show that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not like Chris Rock and uh, Lethal Weapon Three. No, so I can see that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like overall, I, I think that they definitely have some room to grow with that. They could probably improve on it in the next film. Um, kind of trying to understand what they're doing with this whole ammo thing. Like you were saying, like they're trying to set it up for, like a Fast and Furious, and, and to me, I'm just thinking like we already got that. Come on, yeah, but you and don't I, have it with Will and Martin. That's the thing. And Tyrese may be able to jump on, jump on that one because, you know, he'll be out of work soon. Yeah, just seen him taking this world, <laughs> calling it now. <laughs> he'll no, be like, wait I, a minute. I, but I, I mean, for a movie that was, what, 17 years ago or something like that, the, the second one, and for it to come back strong like that, it's a very rare thing. Uh, and they pull it off. I, you know, the, the chemistry between those two is. is just like Indeed. dope yeah. like man it can only get better like I thought the action scenes obviously they weren't Michael Bay over the topness I felt like they could probably have a little Wait, more what? <laughs> nah but go back and look at the second movie that chase scene yeah. that, that was that was that's still on some other shit um, I think they could probably have bigger set piece type things for the next one now that it's successful they can have a bigger budget but other than that um, I don't take the movie super serious. It's a fun movie. Uh, this had serious elements to it, whether you bought yeah. it or not. But I thought, you know, the stuff between uh, Martin and uh, Will, where they're sort of arguing over, you know, the retirement and, and life. I thought that was some really good acting. Like for that type of movie, I was like, damn, they're kind of getting into it a little bit. <laughs> so two yeah. things I wanted to point out. One. They said exactly what I was thinking when the, at the end. It's like, how do they keep getting these helicopters? I was thinking the same <laughs> damn thing. Like, yeah. exactly. And the other thing, and I'm, I'm going to put on my conspiracy brother hat. So, Martin, my brother, you mean to tell me uh, Mike Lowry, who was your brother who's been in it, but think it then, he gets gunned down in front of your ass on the streets? And you like, nah, I'm not going to ride for you. I'm, I'm done. We got to I got to get out the gang. But then white daddy goes down and you're oh, like, we let's do this. We got to get that food. Bruh. Hold Bruh. on. Hold on. Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Mike Lowry shoot him in the ass at one point? I can't recall that. I, bad Boys 2, I really, I'm just saying Bad Boys 2, yeah, I really don't remember much from that. Other than Gabrielle Union looking fine. Well, I would say the thing is Mike Lowry didn't die. And the other guy you mentioned did. And I think that's the difference. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he died. He, did, he, he uh, ain't coming back. He was gunned down. Uh, and he didn't live. And he probably was like, okay, enough's enough. You know, and I think he's thought for Mike, that's his lifestyle. He was in the streets heavy, you know, bam, killed mad people. He's active. Whereas the police chief, he ain't out in them streets like that. He gets, and the way they did him, like I know in the theater, I saw that. No one saw it. It was like, whoa. I was like, God damn. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and I just think because, you know, it, it, that's that trigger moment. Okay. Somebody got killed. There's no coming back from that. He can't, he can't retire or nothing. So I, but I do, I see what you're saying too. 
But I just, I think that's what the character was kind of like, okay, they, they killed somebody. They killed our guy. But yeah, I would say the bad guys or that dude, he was not fucking around, man. Like it was busting on people. Um, I don't know, you know, in the end, there's that sort of after credits tag type mid credits thing. I don't know how you're going to justify letting a guy like that loose after he done murdered all the people. That part didn't make no sense to me, but I will watch the movie. <laughs> it just sort of goes into more sillier realm if they allow him to be on the street in some capacity after all the shit he just did, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only thing I would probably have said about it, I wish they would have had more Martin Lawrence in the action kind of, you know what I mean? Like you could see it lean more toward Will's character, but maybe that's just because his character wanted to be out there doing that. And Martin's character didn't, but even in the second movie, Martin's character still had a couple of times where he was busting people over the head and getting, I think he did shoot somebody in this one, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but it was. I, I just was like, I wish you could have had a little bit. But Mike Lowry <laughs> was, was, was it? Mike Lowry though was still about that life. Like the part where they had DJ Khaled in it had me <laughs> dying. He was on his ass. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Now I was just saying, you know, so many people enjoyed that scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike Lowry was about that work, and even the little team like that could have handled it. It could have been on some Blade Three with the, you know, the younger team of dudes, but I thought they were actually were pretty good. Like they weren't like, it wasn't corny or like, Oh, are they trying to push it all on them or something like that? It wasn't anything like that at all. I thought they handled those really, those guys really good. I like the way Mike Lowry checked that. I think he was Asian. Yeah. man. He was like, he's like, no, only everybody calls me uh Mike. And he's like, okay, Michael. And he's like, uh-huh, okay, I got you. Yeah. He was on his ace. And that's why I like Will. I could tell he was like, trying to say his little shit. Like he was the little back and forth he had with old boy. I was like, yeah, we'll beat that ass. I, I wish they had <laughs> just had a scene where he just knocked the dude out or something. Like watch your mouth, youngie. Well, I, more than likely if they were trying to set up for a sequel, they have to make him likable. Yeah. Unless they're just going to keep having fights all the time. Well, and he earned his sort of, you know, they gave him a dap. Like his homie was putting in work. Yeah. Even though he was on little pretty boy shit, he was putting that work in. So he's like, all right. But yeah, old girl. I, 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 I was just like uh, Marcus, like you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you could have that, and you out here running the streets. Shit. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing is another reason why I felt derivative is the the fact that um, Mike hooked up with the uh, the boss wife and had a child. I'm like, wasn't that fat too fast, too furious? To some extent, that's why I was like, I'm, I'm, all of these storylines are just seem way too familiar. But like I said, overall, it was a, it was a fun film. It was just some things. It, it was on its uh, Force Awakens. Hmm. I enjoyed it though. I, it was, like I said, I, I didn't expect much, and I was like, God damn, I could watch another one. Yeah. All right. Um, the other thing I just watched it this morning. You guys may have already seen it. Have you guys watched that Dracula thing on Netflix? I have no. not. I okay, have so not. I'm not going to spoil it. I had heard about it, and I kept flipping past it, and I was like, it looked like some bullshit. Yo. <laughs> At least the first episode is all I've seen. This shit is good, man. It was some Draculas. Some motherfucking Dracula. Like, you haven't really... To me, I haven't seen Dracula stuff in a long time. 
And this was really good. Uh, it's basically, I don't know if it's, I guess, based on the original book or something, but it just tells the story of this. He's a lawyer. Uh, he's, and this takes place back in the, I say back in the days, they didn't even have electricity, but, uh, he goes to Dracula's castle. He's like on a carriage and they drop him off and they're like, you kind of far away from the castle. And they're like, we ain't going, we don't go no, no further home, but you're going to have to walk. But we don't fuck around with that. And I was like, okay. So dude gets off and like walking through the woods up to the castle and then gets to the castle and, you know, he's all dark in there. And this old man, dude, comes down. He, he's talking English, but it's kind of heavy accented. And, and you realize that that's Dracula, but he looks all fucked up, like the emperor or some shit. And the lawyer's like, oh, I got the, I guess he's, he has deeds or something or some, he wants to buy land and he's sort of helping Dracula sign the papers and stuff. And Dracula's like, oh, yeah, have a seat. Uh, He's like, dude's like, oh, I can leave in the morning. No, you are not leaving. And he's like, huh? He's like, you're going to be here a whole month. Help me with my English. You know, I want to go to London, you know. And dude's like, nah, I can't stay. He's like, it's already been worked out with the people. And, you know, walks him up to his room. And it's a fucking maze in this place. And essentially, you can see little signs. It's like, some, some shit ain't right. Now, we know it's Dracula, but he don't know nothing about that. And just it goes to shit from there. And it's a it's a pretty crazy episode. Almost like a little movie. But it was done very well. It's graphic. Uh Dracula, that month. I was watching this. I, I would have loved to see this play with a, if it was one of us <laughs> that came out there. Cause they was on some other shit, man. That, there's just little things you see going on. I'm like, man, I would've got the fuck. I don't care if I had to jump out the window and break all my legs. This fuckery going on. <laughs> and, and the thing is, he's retelling this story. So you see him at the very beginning. He looks very different. He's talking to some nuns. And that's all I'm going to say because you have to watch it as it plays out. But I guarantee you, if I'm just going off the first episode. Watch the first episode. I it was really well done. I don't know what happens after that, but I was like, damn, this is some good shit. I fucks with this Dracula. This is on some devil. This is some wild shit, man, but it's good. So check check that out. All right, I guess I have to. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been passing by it. I'm like, nah, let me do Sabrina. Yeah, I can get your clown on whatever you want. <laughs> it's still it's enjoyable. Sabrina. Yeah. Talking about white daddy, this and white daddy. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I know there's other stuff we had here. Let me go on back. Oh, I got uh, a question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. On the political front, why is it that, um, and I think I asked this in the chat, what is Hillary Clinton's problem? You know, nobody wants her in the race. She won't shut the fuck up. And now my girl Tulsi Gabbard is here with a $50, $50 million lawsuit. And I'm sure Bill is at the house, you know, saying, look, you're fucking with the money now. So you need to stand down and shut up. What's her deal? I have no idea. <laughs> she wants to be relevant. I, I think in her mind, she thinks that she can run in 2024. 
Just my no. Hey, you preaching to the farm there. Yeah, that ain't happening. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, but the lady that being... sued her, didn't she drop out or something? Yeah, she yeah, dropped out she of the race. dropped out. She was like, let me try and get it back. <laughs> God damn it. But if she falls through with this, and it goes through to all the channels and whatnot, that's going to hit Bill in the pocket. And I'm sure Bill is like, hey, you, hey, uh-uh, leave me out of this. <laughs> I'm surprised that the Democratic Party even allowing that to go to happen. Like, it seemed like it wouldn't show no unity amongst the, the party with something like that playing out in the public. But I, again, I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, she's out there, you know, running like the, the crazy uncle at the party, just run off the mouth constantly about shit they got to do with her. Didn't she say, like, she nobody likes Bernie? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think she came out and took, you know, cleaned it up or something like that. And I was like, well, what yeah, I cause she was saying that she wasn't going to uh, endorse him, even if he is the, the, uh, the primary nominee. And I'm just like, okay, why are you even saying this? You're just making you a deal. Anybody, you know, who the fuck cares who you endorse? Fuck you. To well, to a certain segment, they do care, but to me, it's like I guess she's trying to make sure Bernie doesn't get the the nomination again. What what's her deal, man? Look, she's in her it. feelings. She, you think she's in her feelings, or do you think there are actually larger powers that be that are? Like, yo, Hillary, go out here and say this. We'll, it's possible. You know, yeah. We don't want Bernie. We we want we we're trying to push the other person. Go out here and and say this. So you think she just? Because I I find it, I I don't to me I don't think they on that level just move on their emotions because <laughs> it's just too much at stake. In my opinion, there might, there's probably other backers that are like, okay, we need you to go out here and whoop, whoop, whoop. here's a check. You you want to be in the game now, don't you? Okay, go on now. Go on out there now. <laughs> As opposed to her just, oh, let me just call the news and I'm a shit on Bernie. Damn what it does to my business dealings <laughs> and, and my position in the party. See, know, Hillary is, is like we talked earlier. She's the old cat in the club. Your time is done. Step away. Step <laughs> away. <laughs> Good analogy. She clicked yeah. in, though. Them people are clicked in, man. Don't be just they they be making moves for reasons. Like I don't do you think so who do you I I, I don't know much. I, I do you think that they want to have Biden be the face of it or or Bernie? Biden. I really Biden. believe it's Biden. Yeah. Um definitely first of all, Bernie's not even a Democrat. He's a registered independent. And people have been getting on him. My boy Mo Kelly has said, if he was really about the DNC, he would have already uh, converted over there. <laughs> and yeah, this, they probably do think that um, if Hillary's not into this or uh, is speaking out against Bernie, then don't vote for him. Maybe they, they think that has some sway. I mean, me, I I guess me just, just seeing how the Clintons get down, especially Hillary, I just see it as more DNA. But yeah, the way you you putting this out there, it does make sense. Because from all uh, that we've learned, the DNC was in Hillary's uh, pocket in 2016 to make sure she got the nomination. And that's how they can get down. Yeah, I mean, I I just wonder if the big business, oops, if the big businesses are really pushing for Bernie as opposed to they pushing for Biden. 
Nah, not the way yeah. he's talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's why I'd be like, I don't know. She's probably out there actually speaking for other people. And they you know you can use her because she has some sort of influence. But yeah, I don't think them big business cats is probably not fucking with Bernie like that. So I guess we'll see. You know about who got the biggest check, I suppose. They probably, again, I'm, I'm sure they got all their investigators going ham right now gathering <laughs> stories or all type of shit that they can drop on somebody when they need to. So it's going to get even more crazier uh, as we move forward. Um, also, also, I wanted to bring up to uh, your man, uh, Andrew Yang. Uh, <laughs> you listened to Tariq's episode? I, I did hear a little bit about that. I also watched, um, I actually implore people to watch. He did an interview with The Root. It's a video interview, Andrew Yang. And I think it's the same dude who was interviewing um, Malik. But there were some very interesting questions asked about, asked to uh, Mr. Yang and he asked him point blank about rep- reparations. And Andrew Yang was like, well, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, yeah, I read uh, Tahishi's, or I'm saying my name, my guy's name, right? The author. Tadahisi. Tadahisi. So I read his book, you know, his breakdown of it. And, and yeah, I can understand why, you know, reparations uh, should be there. But he's like, but would you give them? It was, uh, you know, I think... And he's talking about his plan to give everybody a thousand dollars or something like that. And dude kind of pressed him. Yeah. But I'm talking about black people. <laughs> I'm not talking about everybody else. I'm not talking about people of color. I'm talking about blacks. He's like, well, uh, I agree that we should move toward that. <laughs> it's just some very interesting <laughs> answers when dude kept breaking them down, like go specific, go specific. And he didn't really, Again, he he gave a safe answer. He didn't say he was for it. He didn't necessarily say he was against it either. Um, and then he and then he was talking about something else, but he was framing it in a way like he said. I think it was something about black people murder rate or death rate or something like that. But he was like, it doesn't make sense to me in uh, a country such as ours. We would have things like that. Um, he said across the board, younger people are dying because of suicides and drug things. And it was a very interesting answer. You have to go listen to it to really get what he was saying. But to me, it was sounding like, you know, he kept saying, I, I can't, it doesn't make sense for a country as ours that these types of things goes on. And I was like, well, no shit, man. Like it doesn't make sense that certain people are seen as criminals off the rip. I mean, it, it ain't right, but whether or not it, and he, so he was saying it didn't make sense to him. So he doesn't view it that way. He told the guys that, I can't view your narrative like that because it doesn't make sense to me. That's not the kind of country we should be. And I'm like, well, that's the problem right there. Just because you don't see certain things don't mean it doesn't exist or other people do see it that way. And if you're supposed to be representing all people, you have to open your mind to hear what they say, whether or not you think this is the way America should be. And how it is for other people was two different things. And he was trying, it's like very like elusive to answer certain questions. I just thought it was just very interesting. And I don't know his full story. I'm not saying nothing against him, but it's just like when you get to these guys and you start to ask them very direct questions, it was sort of hesitate to want to answer them 
specifically, and that maybe is a politician thing. He was also asking when he back to reparations, and he was asking for the dollar amount. And, and Andrew Yang, he said, "Well, listen, I'm a math guy." He said, "If you was to take the number, uh, the number that you would have to do for reparations, it would be astronomical." He was like, "It would be in the trillions." And to me, he was saying it was like it would be just too much to even consider. And I was like, "But why would you even think like that? Why? Why would it? Why would it be too much? Like, are you saying it's not worth it? <laughs> what number would you think it would be worth it, where it was not too much? And why wouldn't it be too little?" And the, the guy pushed back. He said, "Well, yeah, but white supremacy and slavery were a big thing." Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm a numbers guy, and and it would just be in the trillions. So it it was like he was saying it was in the trillions. So that's too high of a number for us to deal with. And I was kind of like, eh. But wait a minute. If he plans on giving everybody $1,000, ain't that in the truth? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he'd rather equate it to everybody than it's just to narrow it down. So even though he kept saying, you know, I've read that author's work. I, it, I understand. When, I believe in what he's saying. But he just don't believe in it. But, but it ain't worth all that. That's the way I heard. That's how I heard when he said it. It was like, eh, that's a fact. You know, he's like, I do believe it. He made perfect sense, but it would just be too astronomical to deal with. And so I was like, eh. And the last thing I'll say, there's a video of him in a church that came out last week and he's singing in the choir. Now, again, I don't know much. He could be a great candidate. Let me be clear. But it's stuff like that for me that this is how you think of us. You think to get some black voters, you just got to show up at the black church and then put on a choir robe and then get in the choir. And we shall overcome. Stop it. That isn't how you do it. <laughs> now, that may work for the chitlin cooking, uh, pie pie chicken sandwich fighting in line, uh, gave up all my money in the tides, black folks. But for regular African Americans, nah, that looks like the most pandering. Uh, fuck these people type of, I, that, that shit pisses me off. Is that how you see us? Why don't you just go and work at Popeye's for a shift and have the cameras up there and say, I'm serving the blacks. I'm giving them chicken. That's, a, that's about, the, to me, it, it equates to the same thing to me. That's coonery to me. Fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So you, you, you're not even supposed to put on the, the choir robes. That's like what church where you can just walk up and go grab choir robes and get up on the and start singing? If my black ass tried to do that in the black church, you they would hustle my ass up out of there so quick. Ah, uh, 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 baby, who you? Who you? But y'all give a pass to. I feel sorry for your mother to just walk oh. up on there and just stop oh. it. Whoa. I'm going in. <laughs> it's not. It's it's corny on his side, and it's coning on the others, huh? When do we start doing that? That's so that stuff has to stop, man. That's not how we get our votes. Come with some logic and knowledge, and break down some numbers 
intangible plans of action. I don't give a fuck about you clapping on beat. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father. <laughs> Stop it. You're trying to play on our heartstrings of how we feel about God and the black church and that we should, you know, you can play into that. And that's a powerful thing for some of us. So that's how I can get them. I ain't got to come up. I don't even have to speak in the church. I'm just going to go up there and play like I'm singing. Fuck you, man. I, I hate shit like that. That shit is corny. That that's more offensive in my opinion than if he would have got up there and said, you know what? I'm not giving you no reparations. You're going to go out there and get a goddamn job. I at least would respect him if he just kept it a buck. But if you're going to come in there. Hallelujah. Stop it. You let you. Is Kamala Harris and them, are they going to go up into the Buddhist temple or whatever y'all have and get in there and start doing their shit? You'll be like, get the fuck out of here. So man, that's I like how you, I, I like how you put that. Stop it! I give you the reparations. Get a goddamn job. <laughs> At least I would be like, okay, this is how he's standing. He's speaking to us like we're people. You're not coming in here shucking and jiving, and we're supposed to vote for you. What did he think that was supposed to mean? Now, like I said, for the bottom of the chicken bucket people, that's all. I get it, but for regular hardworking people, nah, man, that you need to. I need to hear your mouthpiece, not tap dancing. That ain't that ain't gonna work. It just it, it, it's insulting, man. And I and I'm mad that the church even let that go down like that. That make them look like suckers, in my opinion. Straight up, feels yeah, man. Please, you please, let me see. And that they ain't even in there no more. But let me see. Show me what the other uh, uh, candidates go to. Uh, go to, let's see him go down to some Mexican thing with a sombrero and, <laughs> and, out, and out there acting and see how that worked. Let me see Andrew Young go down. I'm going in. Let me see Andrew Young go down there out of, uh, what was it, Home Depot or Lowe's? Wow. Yeah, stand out there and ask for a job with the rest of them and say you solidarity with them. Let me see you do that then. Is that how you think about them? Or you stand out there to go work and, and, and picking the strawberries or, or whatever. It's a stereotypical type of stuff. You, they don't do that, do they? So why they got to do that with us? That's, that's whack, man. That's why you need to check these, whatever you Republican, Democrat, whatever. See, here's, how, here's what they think about you. And once again, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, show me the money to people asking for votes. Because, you know, when they go on Wall Street and they're like, well, we want to vote for you and we, we really like your, what, your, what your get down. I'm sure he's saying, OK, well, show me the money in the form of donations. Yeah. Let me see him put on the uh, Jewish. They have the thing on Saturday. Yarmulke. Yeah. Let me see him put on a yarmulke and walk, walk to and from the, the Jewish uh, <laughs> Ain't place happening. of worship and see what happened to him. Let him walk up in a mosque with that same energy. Yeah. See how that you gets see, down. See, Mike done started a new uh, new slogan now. Get a goddamn job. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I would at least, if, the, if a candidate just came with that, at least I, well, I know exactly, okay, that's his get down. He said, hey, 
fuck that. You're going to do this. Unless, instead of him coming up there singing, that's corny. That's real corny, actually. Anyway, let me leave that alone. Andrew Yang. And every time he got like a, a, a hashtag Yang Gang. Stop. Oh, Why do they always come with the bullshit when they come talk to us? Uh, I know Fight Dog. I'll be impressed if you, sh- you got, or you got like some accreditations. What do you do? And, and Andrew Yang's a, a smart dude, like right from the tech and all that kind of stuff. Why couldn't he come and talk to us on that level? Because he had to dumb it down. <laughs> Joke. Anyway, she got me hot. That's <laughs> thinking about it. Well, fuckings. All right. Next up, uh, man, I had to, I mean, I'm not going to go in because it's not in my place. It's just craziness. What happened to your girl, Lena Waithe, man? Or your boy, I don't know. Girl. <laughs> Sorry. <Wow. laughs> uh, girl bro's going to have a problem with this. So well, I don't know what to say. To me, it's like a woman, so I'm going to say what happened to your girl. But uh, First of all, that wasn't my girl. Well, she was always funny style to me. Oh, so now they funny style. <laughs> she, no, she's she been funny style. Well, the story's coming out is apparently she's a separated from her wife. Uh, they only been uh, married no, for like divorced. two, no two months. It's um, over. And um, now that you know the word on the street is that she's actually dating Harriet, uh, lady who played Harriet Tubman. Which Cynthia I thought she was Arrival? with a white dude. Mm. Damn what? I guess Zaddy ain't where it's at. Well, they say once you go black, you never go. <clears throat> but uh, man, listen, things like this happen. People get in relationships and, and get out. So I understand that. But, um, and, and Tariq asked this question. I kind of asked the same thing. Would this be toxic masculinity? Or, or is this also a symptom of slavery? <laughs> because, you know, Lonnie Love said a lot of black men who got money and stuff, they cheat because they got money, you know? And so is this another example of that? Like this... It's some wild stuff, man. Like, it's unfortunate because, of course, they're going to, you know, they, they've been going hard on this online uh, about it. But I guess it doesn't matter, no matter what, you know, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever. Relationships are still relationships. And to me, you know, I saw Letha Waite, she was saying that uh, they had got like a quickie marriage or something. And I think she had kind of been dating the young lady before. But I always feel like, man, if you're going to get married, there's no reason to rush into something like that. Like, unless a person's going to die the next day or something, why you got to rush into it? Like, shouldn't you get counseling before you get married? If it's that important to you? I read that they were having issues before the marriage. And this was like they they passed by uh, City Hall and Lena Waits soon to be wife said, let's get married. And she said she did it just just essentially to shut her up, which I'm like, what? Well, that's what happens then. And two months later, yeah, it it wasn't spur of the moment. It wasn't about nothing. It wasn't going to be nothing then. It's not, I mean, again, man, we can't take these things lightweight. It's a life changing thing. I just need, it needs to be pointed out. Here is a prominent 
a black lesbian who's out here with some fuckboy energy buying Fenty and Fashion Nova for chicks and smashing on the side. So I just need to be put out there that it's not just a, it's not just a black male problem. It's a all race, all gender problem. True. True. All it's sexuality. It's all fuckery. It's all, it's, yeah. You know, doesn't doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's, just, like, it's unfortunate. Like me, don't own the don't own cheating. We don't. Well, I guess it still does it still fit in Alani's logic though that it's slavery issue. Well, in theory, because Lena Waith is black and <laughs> she is presenting herself more masculine, so she might she might still be able to say, yeah, that still count. Yeah, man. It's a wild world out there, and it, uh, you know they 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 up in the spotlight this last year, and I'm sure they got other projects coming. You know, the only thing I would say about lethal lethal weight, whatever, she might want to f- fall back, man, and just play the back. I'm not saying fall back from doing her work, but she's just been out there so much, and she had to kind of know her house wasn't in order. And I say this in the sense of like the situation that happened on the shy with, uh, what's, what's my man's name? Uh, Jason Mitchell, Jason Mitchell. Jason and then Mitchell. the other young lady who kind of, you know, got pushed aside on that. Um, you know that you out here doing foolishness and then you kind of coming out speaking on other people's shit. You know, it's always going to come back and bite you in the ass um, at some point. Cause that shit catch up with you. And this is kind of, to me, kind of show, man, she, she kind of uh, was janky with the other young lady in Jason's situation, but she's janky at home. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, you got to get your house in order. If you're going to be a leader and trying to do shit and tell people certain, you got to make sure your shit is not on shaky grounds. Because the same, like I said earlier, the same ethics you're going to have at home be the same ethics you have out in these streets and see how it all kind of <coughs> is. is it's all messy. Same, same with like Bill Cosby. Yeah, you know, yeah. God, you know you need him, but he out here allegedly, even if he ain't drugging him, he, he fucking you know cheating on his wife, living wrong, and shit all catch up. You know, catch up with you. This is this is why I respect Derek Jeter. He he wasn't playing yep. the wholesome family man. He wasn't married and got. The wife at home while he's out running the streets, he he said, I'm not ready to settle down. So I'm not. That that's the thing I don't understand with these people. That is an option. If you're not, if you're not ready to settle down, you don't have to. Yeah. You, you be about your game. I mean, I, I don't want to bring it back to Prince, but Prince was about his game. To the best of our knowledge, one person was proposed to, but for the most part, he was doing everything he wanted to do. Why why put on this facade, put on this uh, image that you're now this married black lesbian couple if you know you still going to be fucking around? If you're going to lose the girl, then you need to make the decision. Do you want the girl or do you want the fuck life? Choose the fuck life. There's nothing wrong with choosing the fuck life until you get caught up. <laughs> until you get caught up. Well, we should thank I'm, Derek Jeter for one thing above all else. The gift basket. <laughs> 
I mean, Derek Jeter's showing you the game right there. He's People showing don't want to read it. it. <laughs> don't, I don't understand. This game has been out there for what 15, 20 years, and nobody wants to implement it. Like the playbook is there. That's what you do. Oh well, dumb niggas. Yeah, man. You know, the game is gonna be the game. <clears throat> but uh also, man, real quick, did you guys hear about this shooting that happened here in Seattle? I heard a little bit about it. Yeah, same. Yeah, man, it was, uh, apparently it was, I guess, some gangster stuff happened, but it was like right in the heart of downtown Seattle. It's, it, it's, it happened in front of a McDonald's that is notorious for foolishness. Shit, even when I was a teenager, that was... Of course it's a Mickey D's. Oh, yeah, it was, that was the, the spot we used to hang at. It was always kind of ridiculous, but... Yeah, it was basically, I guess, I don't know if some argument happened or something, but brothers pulled their straps out. And this is like right at five o'clock. So everybody's getting off work. There's actually an Amazon uh, office right across the street from that. And they just unloaded, man. Like some people are thinking one of them had like a Uzi or something because there was just so many bullets that popped off. But uh, I know one person was killed. I think she was like 55. She's in her 50s. Nine-year-old boy got shot. A couple of Amazon employees got shot. Uh, it, it was just madness, man. Uh, I don't think they have caught these guys yet, but they've identified who they were. But uh, it was just—it was shocking, but not shocking. But because um, just earlier that day, a few blocks away, there was another shooting that happened. The police shot a guy. Or some sort of drug operation went bad. And then the day before, a block away a guy died of a gunshot wound uh, in the little mall shopping thing there. Um, so I tell us anybody coming to Seattle, Seattle's a beautiful place. When you come downtown though, keep your head on a swivel. They may not promote it, but it'd be some major fuckery going on down there. Whether it's drugged out meth heads, crime or, or some gangster shit. It's, it's, and it's wild because it's like surrounded by you know, all these you know million dollar houses, well, not houses, but condos and big apartment complexes and stuff. But it's so liberal to a fault, man. They just allow all kind of foolishness to go on. And then, like they were saying, the guys who did the shooting, they were arrested forty times. These are young Damn. dudes. What the f- yeah, wow. forty times. One was like twenty times. I think they were in their twenties. And of course, they had to be. Blind. So, how are they still in the streets? Well, that's the thing with Seattle, man. They let people go. You know, they <laughs> you get arrested in a you know, revolving door. Uh, and so, there'd be a lot of fools, there'd be a lot of thugs and knuckleheads out here, man. So, and it was a, that's from where I work, it was maybe like three blocks down the street. So, yeah, man, I keep, I keep my head moving. With the, the the first shooting you mentioned, wasn't there something about Uber and Lyft trying to gouge their customers? Yeah. So what happened was, you know, when that right when the shooting happened, there was, you know, the police descended on it, but they closed down a lot of the streets there through there, and it was that's a huge sort of uh, commute going on at that point of time in those streets. So all the streets surrounding it were just jam packed; you couldn't really get out. So I guess Uber was like, "Oh, people requesting rides." Surge pricing, 
<laughs> so it, it was charging like, you know, you want to go like four or five blocks is a hundred dollars. You know, Damn. They, they was coming up. That's some grimy shit. That is so foul. <laughs> now the best they can do is say they did not know. And it was just uh, like maybe data or analytics that said, okay, search prices since there's a, a lot of requests. But if they didn't know, shit. Somebody knew, but like you said, it, the surge thing probably kicks in just based off analytics. But everyone in Seattle knew what the fuck was going on. I mean, it was locked down, you know, and those, and the guys were, you know, suspects at large. So, I mean, it was four or five helicopters hovering over that small little area. And cause I was at work and I just heard, like, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And my other guy, he was like, Oh man, something happened. I'm gonna go outside. I just pulled it up on Twitter and I was like, oh shit. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's play guess the race. The one I said, let me go outside. Oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? I'm like, nah, I'm gonna stay right in here. I'm cool. First of all, all right, and they are there go one of them right there. Nah, not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why when I and I was like, you know, one of the things I I went home and I was like, I'm gonna watch the news. I and I just I know there's cameras all around. I said, like, no, they got this whole thing. I can't say, please don't let that be one of us. Oh, we don't need that. Sure enough, I was like, shit. Yep. <laughs> now you're gonna be looking at me all funny when I walk down the street. As it is, here we go. That old classic Seattle. <laughs> You walk in there, everybody go, hmm? <laughs> Who let him in here? Now, let me stop. <laughs> it's a beautiful city. But uh, anyway. Um, let's see so PAX West, that's a no, what you're telling me. Well, so that's the thing, man. <laughs> Those are the only, now see now with PAX, and PAX started, it wasn't Comic-Con, but PAX last year, you would have thought the president was in town. Like they was heavy security, particularly last year. They was, they was rocking, rocking the street with bomb sniffing dogs and shit. I was like, God damn. So that would be the perfect time to come. Cause they're not fucking around. Uh, same with Comic-Con now. They, they implemented the same strategy last year. Cause I, I work in the convention center where it happens and uh, I'm in the second building, but the main building, they wouldn't even, they don't even allow people to walk in there. Like, Normally it's just open to the public, but they shut all that off. Uh, even though the convention is not just way upstairs, they was like, nope, you can't even come in this bitch without a badge or a ticket. <laughs> and they had the police uh, and security station heavy. So those are the times you probably could come. But if you're just out there at nighttime, walking down to certain areas, Shit, even in the core of shopping, I was like, eh, it's not really worth it, man. There's just too many drugged out people running around. You don't know Damn. what they're going to do, man. It's, it's sad, but that's what it, it is. I was in Seattle in 2012 for PAX, and it seemed really cool and easy. My uh, my cousin, she's, I'm just putting it out there. She's half white, so she looks more fair-skinned. She's walking around with no problems. She said she wasn't getting um, street harassed a lot. And I thought Seattle was a cool spot. This is just some it, new phenomenon over the it, last eight yeah, years. It's or a what? newer thing, and it's cool. But it's just like the extremities when stuff does happen. 
you got people that's literally high out of their mind, strung out. And so you don't know what they, they'll do. You know I mean? Anything can pop off. You know, a few months ago, there was a dude just running around stabbing everybody uh, right down there. Um, shit, there people come in my shop, man. Uh, and I'm the right one. So I'm like, you can go out in here if you want to. But I had one dude, white, white dude, he probably was strung out on something. He came in there talking, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, my man, um, can I help you? Actually, I was upstairs in the loft part. My other employee dude was downstairs, and he was kind of scary. So he said, Mike. So I came down there. Hope we don't and, listen to the show. Yeah, uh, okay. He came and he was like, Mike. I was like, hey, my man, can I help you? What? You know, he got real aggressive, and I was like, oh, okay, it's about to pop off. He's like, you fired me or something. He was just talking gibberish, man. I was like, hey, my man, can you go on the other side of the door? Because, we don't, you know, we don't do that in here. And he was ready. He, like, he was ready to lunge at me or something. I was mad. I had a stapler in my hand. <laughs> I was like, listen, <laughs> I guess they're going to have to come and pull me up off of this cat because... It's going to pop. I'm not letting nobody come talking, touching me, but he ended up leaving. And I had this Middle Eastern cat. You would look at him. You didn't think nothing, but he just came in. He didn't say shit. He came in and then he sat down on one of the desks. And I look, I say, can I help you? And he didn't say nothing. I was like, my man, can I help you? And he just stood there. And I was like, dude, you got to get up. And left, I can help you with something, or you got to get up out of here. And he stood up, but then he didn't do nothing. He just, and I was like, man, these motherfuckers. And I was like, I could, I could do something, but then I don't know how it's gonna play out. I just, so I ended up just calling the police. And I, I looked at him and said, my man, I'm gonna call the police, or you can get out. And he just sat there and didn't act like he didn't see me. So I just called the police. And then I just stood there for like five minutes. And then he just kind of got up and he walked out. And I was like, man, somebody, one of these motherfuckers is going to actually gonna do something, man. So that's why I have, I ain't going to tell you what I have, but um, yeah, man, I, I sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll, keep the, I'll keep the door locked, but I'm, I'm serious, man. Like one of these dudes is going to come in here and be on some shit. And they done got but one time to put their hand on me or something. And man, I'm not trying to hurt nobody, but right. I got too much to live for. I can't, you know, I just can't be. Well, Mike is on his, if one of us is going home, it's going to be me. Yeah, man. I, <clears throat> you gotta do what you gotta do, man. It's, but that's what I'm saying. So Seattle is cool, but there are, they've allowed this drug thing to go down and, you know, they have the exchange and the needles and the place where you can go shoot up. So you got all these people that are just drugged out, man, strung out on the streets and they can, and if they pitch a tent, you can't do nothing about it. Like literally put these tents on the street. So it's just, a, you know, it's too, it's too liberaled out, man, where it's to the point where people are getting hurt. So that shit that happened this week with the shooting, it's not surprising. Surprising at all because they know that's an open drug area right there. There's, you know, there's thugs standing around there, and you know what they, you know, they know what they're doing. But the police force is kind of crippled a little bit here because of some other shit too, and so they don't do nothing about it. And when they do get arrested, they be right back out the same day. 
So it was just a matter of time. Somebody would get their head blown off with the, and which unfortunately happened. So now we'll see if they really change anything, but that's why I don't live down. I don't live in Seattle because I'm not, I, I ain't having it. I'm out here. I stay out here in the sticks where they don't allow that shit. Uh, you can call it whatever, but at least you know they ain't, they ain't no foolishness <clears throat> going on. So yeah, man. But anyway, that's too that's too local. Trying to keep it international. What time is it? Oh, it's one o'clock. Um, we got time for one more thing. You want to talk about Disney? Look like they fucking up again. On uh, about the Obi Wan TV series. Oh yeah, what's the story behind that? <clears throat> But they're saying that they're going back to the drawing board with the um, with the scripts. They said it was too much like the Mandalorian, which to me, I'm like, hmm. okay, that's a that should be a good thing. The quality is going to be on point. But I think they're talking about the story, hmm. and this to me looks like another chink in the armor as far as Disney owns Star Wars. Well, I mean, to me, I guess I would rather them pump their brakes and, and as opposed to putting out something that was subpar or something. Um, they have no reason to rush. My Weren't opinion. there a lot of cancellations announced this week too? Yeah, there was yeah, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Marvel Duck. And uh, no Dazzler and Tigler, and not Tigler. <laughs> Dazzler and uh, Tigra. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Again, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, full disclosure, I never got the appeal of Howard the Duck. So I, I don't have a horse in that race. And Dazzler, roller disco chick from the late 70s, get out of here. You know, Tiger could have been something, though. But you know, let's, not over, let's not flood the market with this stuff. I'm glad to take not a to step back. Not to mention Hawkeye is getting delayed. Because well, Jeremy isn't Renner. Isn't that because and, of other things? <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that's another, another issue. Yeah, I mean, that, that stuff happens when they've expanded so much. They don't have, to me, Disney, I'm not going to say Marvel or the Star Wars, they really are not in a position to be putting out shit that ain't going to work because <laughs> it's too tied together. So if you put out a Star Wars thing and it's trash, it's going to tank the other shit. You put out a Marvel property, particularly a Marvel, you put out some Marvel and it ain't popping, it's going to really taint everything going forward. So I don't have a problem with them sort of holding off if things ain't in line to whatever they're trying to do. They need to just focus on getting Winter Soldier and Falcon tight <laughs> and then, you know, whatever got coming out after that. But uh, they don't want to spread it too thin. Uh, so to me, these are just, you hear all these putting things on hold or something. I don't have a problem with it. If, if again, I don't think they started shooting any of these no, things. So they're just on the planning stage. They were stages. about to. Yeah. So that, you know, <clears throat> that's fine. I think that the Obi-Wan thing, again, as long as they're going to do something and it has Hugh McGregor in it and they feel like they don't have the best, I don't mind if they take the time with it. It's got to be the shit. You know, so right. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, shit. They don't. What they don't, about uh, Robert Downey Jr. and his uh, big stink bomb called Doolittle? Man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you just that's just an, they just need to go, come on home, Rob. 
come on, let's go ahead and let's do this Avengers five or whatever. Gone and sign back up. Uh, I think he even sort of talks about that on the Joe Rogan show, like the possibility of him coming back and what would, what would it take? Like what would the story be like and stuff? But to me, the way he's talking about it, it ain't like, it just sounds like they just give him a bigger bag. He'd be back in a heartbeat. Okay, see, this is why I'm confused, because it seemed like the decision was made by Marvel, not that he wanted to step away. Because I thought he enjoyed the role. As long as they were paying him that good money, he'd do it. Well, I think Marvel's not going to pay him that good money all the time. Uh, you know, his contract was up. I'm sure they're not going to just be, here, here's another $50 million. Um, but, you know, at that point, they might have been like, oh, we got all this other shit that's going to be just as big. Maybe they might see that it's not going to be just as big. Um, and he could just come back for a smaller role, but uh, I just think for him in terms of what he does, obviously all his movies outside of his Marvel shit, they ain't been popping. I think what he could, what they could do is find out how much it would cost for him to do a TV show. Cause they could, because they can probably, you know, place it in a period outside of, you know, what we saw in the end game infinity war. And then on top of that, they can say, well, since this is a streaming as opposed to film, this is what we can, uh, uh, price range we can put you in. It's quite possible. I think he's, he is doing that uh, what if thing. I think he's voicing that. Yeah, which is so low. They can, like, were you just doing the voice acting? It'd probably be three days. Oh, shit. But... Tell that to Vin Diesel and Rocket Raccoon. Dude, <laughs> I working. niggas eating off that. <laughs> I'm over gonna say but but again, one line, <laughs> but again, that is a film, so that's a little bit different than that. But I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. These days, is it different? Well, I mean, some of the biggest paid actors are TV actors, aren't they? Yeah, but I'm, but they're TV actors for networks and the established Netflix. Disney Plus is just getting off the ground. Which I'm, I'm saying, you know, you know, hey Disney, I see what your stock is doing. I don't want to hear that. But I'm sure they can go in. It's like, hey, here's the data and uh, showing you how much we really making off this Disney Plus. Yeah, but that ain't his problem. He's like, I don't give a fuck. You're right, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) That shit, that's not like an internal problem. I need a bag. (laughs) (laughs) But you know they ain't gonna come in, try to run that game. Like, hey, we really only making about 10 million a a month. Shit, y'all just made 2 billion off of some shit, y'all. Y'all building, but y'all got unlimited budget. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They still have Captain America. They, they ain't kill him either, so they can, they can pull any of these cars if they want to. I still would love to know. I'm sure they got to be working night and day. What is our North Star now? What are we going to be building towards? Right. People keep talking about Dr. Doom. Anything is possible. It is, I, I don't see him being the big baddie for a whole 20 films of saga. I can see it. I mean, no. he's, he's just as... If you would have told me that Thanos, when they first came out, I wouldn't even know who Thanos was. What? Okay. When the first Avengers came out, I briefly saw him in a book or something, but I never read or followed it. I would have laughed at you and said, oh, they're going to build... I'd be like, why are they using him? He's not even the main character. But I was, you know, so I think Dr. Doom is probably well more known to general audiences than a Thanos would have been at the time the Avengers came out. If they're going to do a universe expanding, universe spanning thing, it's got to be Secret Invasion, 
it's got to be secret wars. It's got to be, you know, Galactus <clears throat> coming to Earth, which would be awesome. And that, that way they could center it around the Fantastic Four uh, books and make Doom a big part of it. But have Galactus be the overarching, you know, thing there. And speaking of Thanos, I have been rereading the Thanos origin and starting from Iron Man 55 back in 1971 up until the Infinity Gauntlet, I've looked at all of his appearances and I'm saying it now. Black Widow is not dead. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. She is within the Soul Stone. That's where she is. Yeah, that's how I always took it as well. Because they, and they kind of, to me, they kind of teased it with uh, at the end of Infinity War when Thanos was talking with the young um, Gamora. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, they. I think they got a good ten-year window with Scarlett Johansson. I, I don't know. And they got to bring Thanos back. He's awesome. I don't think they could do that, in my opinion. The way this he is, went up in in Endgame in the beginning, Thor just walked up, slice. Nah, that's bullshit. Well, you got to remember. Thanos he, is smarter than that. But you got to remember, he almost killed himself destroying the stone. So it's not allegedly, like it was. Allegedly destroying the stones. Oh, oh you won't go there. Okay. I'm going there. Well, we'll see I how mean, they I mean, this play. is Thanos we're talking about. He gets what he wants, and now he's just going to go. Be the gentleman farmer and give up that power? No chance. Well, no the, chance. Damn, how we get here? But I'm not, my thing would be is like he accomplished what he wanted. The only way they can undo what he wanted is with those stones. So he got rid of them. Well, in his mind, he thought that was the only way to get to do it. But we'll see. Yeah, I think if they do go down that route, uh, they start treading in Rise of Skywalker land, <laughs> in my opinion. So Which route? The stones are bringing back uh, Black Widow. Any of that stuff. And particularly I, Thanos. Uh, again, you, you could make any of it work if you wanted to, but just it, it would just throw the other films off to be like, that shit didn't really mean nothing. I don't think they need to do that right now. They just had their big thing. No, build right, right build now. something else okay. up and do that. You know, I'm up for building up Dr. Doom, but again, if, if you do that, know that he's not going to be the universe, you know, universal threat that Thanos was. The next thing, Secret Wars is the obvious one. Well, the thing, the thing with Secret Wars, if it's the, if you're talking about the Beyonder one from the 80s, is you need the no. villains. Yeah, where are the villains? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. They, they need to build up their roster. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it was easy to just say Thanos because he's not of this earth and just automatic bad guy. But I think movies like Black Panther show you a, a, a proper villain would be such a powerful thing. And, and they don't have that aside from Thanos and they've killed him. So you can't really go back to that. You have all Did these heroes, kill? but you need to start having more <clears throat> villains. Did they kill Ronan in a Guardian? Yep. Yep. Damn. They killed him. Uh, Killmonger's dead. Uh, Kept the Red Skull, he's always on the planet. Garden yeah. Stones. Uh Ironmonger is dead. Whiplash is dead. Isn't he? He's dead too, right? Yeah, Whiplash. A, a, it's not A-list, though. 
Um, the only one they have right now is the guy that's going to be in the Winter Soldier TV. Baron show. Zemo, yeah. Baron Zemo. Uh, potentially Baron Mordo. When then it was Dr. Strange. Oh, yeah. Chewy T. Edge of Four. I hope I named, said that right. Yeah, Mordo, bring him back. Yeah, they, but for the that's that's the that's one of the problems I have with Marvel. They keep killing all their villains. Now, to be fair, a lot of them aren't that great. But still, who you got? If you if you're trying to go to Secret Wars, who you got? What about Secret Invasion though? That's what I'm thinking. Well, they're doing because a TV they, show, allegedly. They better get it right because they've introduced the scrolls, and that's the one thing I hated about Captain Marvel, is they had the scrolls all docile and. Oh, we're the good guys. Fuck out of here, man. I'm not buying it. Just like I didn't buy Mysterio and, and Spider-Man being the good guy, I'm not buying these scrolls. No. Well, well I mean, to people who, uh, the, uh, who read the comics, nobody bought Mysterio as the good guy. But the scrolls, that was kind of a, a shock for me. That was a culture shock for me because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> the scrolls are supposed to be like the worst alien species in the galaxy. Yep. But they they might have a plan. It's a, I guess we have to be in the in Feige we trust. They're, they you yeah. got to trust the process. They might have a plan. And someone you know, one of our uh, brethren, put up. I think it was on Twitter, or maybe in the chat. <clears throat> there is a petition apparently started to get rid of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Let me go ahead and help you out. Help you out with that. Her film made a billion. She ain't going nowhere. Has that, any that's, of these petitions um, ever? What what one petition has ever worked? <laughs> I can't. There has been one recently, but I just can't remember. There was a what? petition for something. Petition, but I don't think outsiders. it had anything to do with the petition. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand that whole process. Why do you think they would listen to that? <laughs> the petition yeah. of unverified people <laughs> signing something online versus the petition of the counting the receipts of the ticket buyers. Like, what? Yeah. Well, I, I think the Snyder Cut might be the first. The <laughs> if Snyder Cut came out? No, I'm saying it might be the first. Might. It's, if that yeah. happens. I think there's a lot more than a petition that goes behind that, but yeah, uh, that it actually exists. But yeah, I think the petitions, I, I don't understand. That just must be make me feel good politics or something. Like that. Did it? <laughs> Shit, I, nobody gives a fuck about that. <laughs> Hey, Bill, we got to start the board meeting. Read us the number on the petition. Uh, to, like, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and we used to put receipts on Captain Marvel. Oh, you're still counting? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, that movie wasn't great. It wasn't a five star movie. Oh, no, but people, no. but people are acting like it was the people act like it was Fantastic Four 2015. To me, it was. Or, whoa. Come on, Whoa. come on, man! It, it was just—it was just as good as that movie. I, I, the the Josh Trank. Oh, Josh Trank. Yeah, oh, you the mean fantastic. the last one? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, just as, yeah, just as good as that wow. movie. Okay, come Whoa. on, you that movie wasn't come. absolutely terrible to me. It had terrible yeah, parts. It was. In it. To me, it had terrible <laughs> parts, but I like Michael B. Jordan. Certain things about it, but oh, it, this movie, Captain America, was just as whack to me. I don't. Captain Marvel. I don't like nothing about it, to be honest. Wow. I've never Green watched Lantern. it again. Green Lantern, all on the same level. Wow. Okay. All on the same level. I actually think <sighs> Tim Cook Fantastic Four movies are better than I like the Captain first America. Fantastic Four. I, I agree. I, I like it. 
Kind of like any Absolutely. But it, those were, the first Fantastic Four was not the worst thing ever. No. For the time. No, the last one was the worst thing ever. Yeah, I mean, I knew they weren't going to, at that point, they were never going to have giant galactics in the movies. They weren't going to do that. They do it now. They got to do it now. Yeah. They definitely do it now. And the thing is, the Marvel movies, under the Marvel Studios banner, I will say that Captain Marvel is the weakest one, but I don't think it's bad by, by any stretch, but it's not on the level of the other ones because the Mar- other Marvel ones are so good. I was gonna say, first of all, the weakest Marvel film was Thor Dark World. Come on now. Not yeah. I, I, I don't remember. You don't want like, to. I like that because it's in Infinity War. So that's why I was okay with it. Uh, okay. And that's all I was okay with. Hmm. And again, hmm. going back to Thanos, I do enjoy watching Hulk just get pimp slapped. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got. Uh, I need to ask this Hulk, question. Huh? I need to ask this question of hard hardcore comic book kids. Why are y'all so mad that Hulk got beat down? Why? See, <clears throat> I'm not mad he got beat down because I had to do some research on this. Hulk was overmatched. I think people were mad because in the MCU, when you think of Hulk, you think of how he picked up Loki. And just ragdolled his ass. And to that point, Hulk even presented as the ultimate weapon. And they're like, we got a Hulk. And Thanos is like, is that right? I have a backhand. Take that with you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so people are pissed off. <laughs> well, I, I just have a problem. It's not a problem, but I think they missed it where they should have had a rematch. And yeah, the they should have given him another shot. Yeah. They should have been able to have him have his triumphant moment to come back and and, and beat him down, but they didn't do that. That's the only problem. But, I, but see, I mean, no, I take that back because the whole rah, ain't going to work on Thanos. That ain't going to work. Well, no, but, Thanos, it, it, but Thanos bodied Hulk, but everybody else yeah. in the movies didn't get bodied like that when they fought Thanos. That's just like, huh? Like You know what? Captain America didn't, and you're right. Well, even Thor. Thor didn't just get smacked the fuck down and, and embarrassed. Nope, nope. Captain Marvel did. Well, to be <laughs> fair, to be fair, we Thor was looking fucked up when the film started, so he probably did take a beating. Now we just didn't see it. Well, I'm talking about what point. they show us. Okay. Hulk got embarrassed, like body. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't understand how other heroes that you know Hulk would be smacking the fuck up. They when they fought against Thanos, they didn't get they asked tore the fuck. Like how even Captain America didn't get bodied. He got punched. But he was getting back up and shit. Hulk went bitch mode. Like he <laughs> he was afraid to even turn into the Hulk. That was just like, come on. Now yeah. and I'm I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and cape just a little bit. To be fair. <laughs> Hawk is this big bad motherfucker. So you you kind of ain't coming at him. It's like if you're gonna go beat up your uh, if you're gonna beat up dude off the street, you're gonna come with a little more aggression than if you're gonna give your uh your son or daughter a spanking. You know, it's the this levels to it. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when you come with the hawk, you're like, okay, I know I gotta give him everything to put him down. As opposed yeah, but to I'm saying Hulk coming up with a Cap- bitch, though. You want to see him character turn from back being a bitch, they never came back from being a bitch. 
That nigga ran. <laughs> at, the very I least, got <laughs> at the very least, they should have given him some type of redemption. Not saying. necessarily whipping up on Thanos. But at least he should have been there in the, at the end portion as the Hulk involved in it. Yeah. There was actually, I was, it's funny. I was watching uh, an end game last night and I was, but I was watching the, the commentary and when they get to the point where they show the Hulk for the first time in the movie, they explain that, um, was it the scene? I don't know how the first scenes they show. No, there was a scene they shot in infinity war where, uh, the Hulk and David Banner agreed to be the smart Hulk. And they oh. said they were showing that in the test screenings, but people, it was just too much toward the end of the movie. So they cut it out, but it was, and I don't know why they don't put this in the special editions. I mean, in the uh, uncut scenes, because they said it was fully rendered in special effects and everything. And it was like, we had a scene where he explains why he becomes the smart Hulk. It was toward the end of infinity war, but the test screenings, they, they just didn't uh, respond to it very well. Uh, See, that's of, one of my problems yeah. with, with Endgame. You know, because all of a sudden Hulk goes from, wow, hey, I'm the Hulk. Let's exactly. take a selfie. What the yeah. hell happened? You know what Yeah, and where is that Hulk? The, the, the raging Hulk. You never, yeah. he's just repressed this whole time? Or? They need to make another Hulk movie and address that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I mean, there was so much going on in those movies. But Endgame is so good. Damn. Agreed, agreed. All right, well, I think we're going to wrap... Wrap it up here. Hit the road. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, big sexy. Where can they find you online? Oh, Facebook, Mark Wiggins. Instagram, Mark Wiggins. Two. Twitter, W S E Mark. All right, Aunt Pooh. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And if you guys uh, indulge me for a moment, <clears throat> you can also find me this Thursday as finally the Aunt Pooh comes back to UCLA. Yes. I've been, they've requested my services at a diversity and success in technology panel. I'll be there at the UCLA James West Alumni Center from six to eight. If you're in LA, please come by. I'd love to uh, chop it up with you, and you guys can hear me uh, get hear my discourse on how to make it in the technology in technology industry. Okay, okay, congratulations. Are you getting an entrance? <laughs> Say it again. You're getting an entrance with pyro and some lights. Nah, they ain't doing all that. Oh, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting free parking <laughs> and dinner. <laughs> parking pass. <laughs> But nah, this is this is just a really great opportunity. I just, uh, my boy was like, dude, if you're trying to go to the next level, why the hell you ain't tapping into your alumni? I was like, all right, I guess I do it. So I signed up and two weeks later, they're like, yo, you work in video games. We'd love to have you. And I talked to the people. There's going to be a number of uh, diverse students from different backgrounds, black, Asian, Hispanics. I'm like, hell yeah, I'd love to come back and give them some game on how to get up get up in these industries because they desperate for y'all. Nice, nice. Wow. And right nice. now, I'm like, the big man on campus at EA, they're like, oh, shit, you still like in my department? Like, yo, how'd you swing that? I'm like, I got skills. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. All right. <laughs> they they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> building the case. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, 
real quick, I forgot to mention. What do you guys think of this, uh, the Prince tribute Grammy show? Thing? I knew that okay. was coming. Here we go. Okay. I said sometime last year that the Purple Army is just as bad as the Beehive. And in my opinion, a little bit worse because at least the Beehive are a bunch of millennial and Gen Zers. The Purple Army is a bunch of boomers and old Gen Xers. But I just cannot believe the amount of hate and scrutiny to the roster for this tribute. I, I think, in my opinion, if they can get diverse people, hopefully they dig into the crates, dig into the catalog and not just give us the hits. This is only a good thing to keep exposing Prince, keep his name out there, his legacy out there, and most importantly, his music out there. You ain't got to like Beck. But I'm actually curious to see what song he sings and how he performs it. You ain't got to like, who, who else is on there? I think they had Alicia, no, not Alicia Keys. Uh, the, yeah. the guy from Coldplay, he sucks. But let's see what he can do. Right. At the, it, hopefully, everybody, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Well, nobody has a problem with them. But, but hopefully, he is someone who knows Prince, loves Prince, listens to his music, and is going to get up there and do it justice. And isn't that what you want? I agree completely. You know, I like the roster because right after he passed, I saw all these great tributes from all these different musicians. In fact, recently I just saw Dave Matthews' band. Uh, I saw a clip of them. They do Sexy MF in their show. I'm like, really? And they and they tear it up too. I got no nothing but respect for that. And so back when Prince went to the there was an award given him at BET, and they had Esperanza Spaulding do if I was a girlfriend, I stole the show. And right now, uh the artist her, she does Purple Rain in her set and plays the hell out of that solo. Uh the young lady mm. from Alabama Shakes, I think her name is Brittany Howard. She is doing the breakdown in her set and tearing it up. That's what I want to see. I want to see interpretations from new people off of things off the B-sides, off the deep album cuts. You know, no disrespect to Bruno Mars, but when he did Let's Go Crazy, yeah, okay, whatever. Heard that song a million times. Dig into the crates. The guy's, the guy's catalog is damn near bottomless. Reach in there and pull something out. So like I said, back to Esperanza Spaulding, when she pulled out of Ours Your Girlfriend, and let's be real, a lot of people didn't know who she was. She went up there and tore it up. So if Beck can come out and do, for instance, she's always in my hair, hey man, show me what you got. I'm looking forward to seeing the Foo Fighters do their thing with some of, some of the print stuff. Like I've seen people say have they have a problem with Jamie Foxx, Miguel, Usher, and John Legend being in this. And I'm looking like, all of those cats can sing. But yeah. how can you have a problem with them? All of them can sing. And all of them have the capability to do justice to Prince songs. Well, you know, the, the Purple Base or the Purple Army, they would be happy if it was, well, let's see, we want Maserati. You know, we want Touches of Hill. We want all that. It's like, that ain't going to happen, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, salute to Prince tributes. I, I think it's cool that they show respect to Prince and his music. I do enjoy that. 
I'm not necessarily hyped for this, but I'm certainly not mad at it either. I think it's great that they acknowledge him uh, and continue to, you know, keep bigging him up. Uh, the the lineup. Um, I'm curious to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, her. I don't know who else is her up there. can play. She um, she's bad. You know, she and is- all them. Of course, I've seen all them before. Uh, the other people are all very talented. Uh, musicians, a lot of them I know by name. I don't necessarily listen to their music, so I don't care one way or the other. But again, uh, my only thing is I just want them to have the same energy Prince did when he performed. That's it. Uh, so that means they come tight. You know, they, they give it their all. They, they close is tight. Everything about it is on the same level. If that's what they're tributing, then I'm all for it. The way their interpretations of the songs don't necessarily matter to me, but if they come with the same legacy, that Prince and the ethic, then I salute all of them, you know? And if they don't do that, then I will talk some shit. But, oh, uh, oh, I'm going to clown. You know, if they don't bring a, the heat, someone's getting clowned. I'm going to go ahead and be the line stepper. <clears throat> Morris Day in the Time, I don't want to hear the bird and jungle love. Give me something else. Seven 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 ninety three eleven. Jiggles get lonely too. The walk. Ice cream castles. Jerk out. Uh, if you came out with a blondie, ah, oh, you would shut it down at the Aunt Kennedy house. You're saying they they, they would right. at your house. They would, but again, you got to remember this is a mainstream <laughs> Grammys event. If they don't, <sighs> if they don't play the bird or the audience will be like, what the fuck is going on? And give them more signature. time and let them put in like cool then. I, I would love that. I mean, you know, they're not going to do that, but yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. As hardcore fans, it would be a totally different show, but this is a mainstream show. If they don't do them hits, nobody watching that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to be mad. Not at Morris Day in time. Cause I'm a figure. I'm a, uh, assume that it's you know the music director. If he doesn't get to do his Please. tricky dr- drum solo, I'm gonna be mad. Well, he ain't doing. I'm be mad. Oh, that, that, ah. why, that, you, that. why you think they would do that? I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, and anybody who thinks they're not playing the hits on that is very delusional. What big budget tele- television primetime presentation you think they're gonna play obscure music? They don't get no ratings off of that. And keep in mind that <laughs> this tribute. You know, knowing TV as I do, I'm thinking they're going to give it 60 minutes of airtime. So the tribute that we want to see, they're probably not going to air the song we want to see done. Yeah, you got to go to the actual show probably. To now, see. if you're at the show, I'm sure you're going to see some shit. Yeah. Yeah, this is a TV program, big budget, prime time. But going back to the time, you know, I've seen them a million times. They don't do a lot of the stuff post uh, what time is it? I'm like, where's the jerk out? You know, oh, no. why aren't they doing that? No, they do sometimes they, they throw some some sock. They did um jiggle, not jiggles, but uh the kid can't make you come. I think they did that at Paisley Park, didn't they? The last show they did, matter of fact. But yeah, I mean, again, these are these are the same things we said about Prince. <laughs> how come you ain't yeah. doing this show? Yeah. How come you ain't doing that? So I don't know why it would be no different now. What's the problem when you have a big catalog? Exactly. Well, here's uh this was Stevie Wonder's um Grammy tribute in 2015. They did Fingertips, Master Blaster, which I think is kind of obscure. 
no, higher ground. No. It's not. Really? No, it's Hell not. No. <laughs> For once in my life, I believe. I've never heard that life. song. I've never what? heard I believe. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. You I probably haven't. heard it and just don't know that the title of it. Okay. My Sharia Moore, I wish. I just called to say I love you. Sign still delivered. You haven't done nothing. I again I don't know. I'm not familiar with that song either. What? I was made I'm sorry. I just apologize. I'm going to apologize again. I know you've heard that song. Again, it's probably a case of I know it, but don't know the title. Mm-hmm. I was That's made to is. love her. I don't, I'm not familiar with that either. As don't you worry about a thing. All in love is fair. Isn't she lovely? Confusion. Sir Duke. You are the sunshine of my life. Ribbon in the sky. Overjoyed. Superstition. Happy Overjoyed. birthday. Another star. Overjoyed. That's not a song I'm familiar with either. That's song is a key of life. Confusion. That's another song I'm not familiar song with. Song is a key of life. Oh, okay. Well, so so this big songs. <laughs> like, well, I'm just saying for me, there are some non-big songs up in there as well. Well, I would imagine if, that I that I'm not familiar with. That I'm not familiar, familiar with the titles, but I'd be surprised if you had not heard something. But they again, obviously that's a, I just go off and say, you know, leave that out. Yeah, well, it, they yeah. could have. <laughs> I would imagine every song they're going to play on the thing are either their hits or they're the album tracks that we all sort of know. I, I would be shocked if they would allow a primetime concert to be on TV in America where the majority of the audience is not going to be clearing, cheering because they, they know the song. I don't see why they would even watch it then. Susanna Hoss is playing, so we're going to hear Manic Monday. Yeah, these are huge songs. So you're just going to assume pretty much that Purple Rain album is going to get played. <laughs> Maybe no. not Darling Nikki. No, no. no. Controversy, all these big songs. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying is that, you know, that everybody's. Was a big no, what album. I was saying is that you're saying songs everybody's familiar with. So I'm saying yeah, everybody should be familiar with Purple Rain album. So that's all going to get played. No, oh, I'm saying yeah, Diamonds I'm and Pearls. I want to go back to I just want to be a lover. That's going to be played. I don't oh. think Batman's going to get played. You never know. These are big songs, man. It wasn't just having the anniversary of that album or something like that. It was something I was, oh no, I posted something, something, somebody that I know that's not a big Prince fan. He, he said that was the very first album he ever got as a kid, the Batman album. <laughs> and, yeah, we used to rock that. I, was, I, I didn't even know, well, I obviously I know people know who Prince is, but I was shocked by that because it's like, wow, he's a lot younger, and I know him in real life. I know he knew Prince was. But, yeah, I mean, salute to their, to their show. Um, when does that come on, actually? I don't think they said uh, when it comes it, on yet. It's recorded the 28th. I don't know when it's going to air. Yeah. Hopefully it does air. <laughs> you, should, gonna air. you never know these days. <laughs> Put that bitch sure. on streaming, CBS streaming, and <laughs> say deal with it. <laughs> Uh, it's a CBS show, right? Grammys? Yes. Yeah, so. we'll I see. just got an email with my Grammy. What is this? The 62nd annual Grammy program, digital program book. <laughs> digital. 188 pages. God damn. Was it a PDF file? No, this, this looks like it's on their website, but I think you can download it as a PDF. Oh, okay. So they ain't spending the money to print that shit no more. Fuck that. 
Well, I'm going to tell you one thing, Grammys. You better get your house in order. <laughs> you know what? Oh, damn. They ain't playing. I'm looking at the uh, list of credits. They got homegirl name off the masthead already. Mm. Chairman of the board of trustees, Harvey Mason. It yeah. was homegirl. Yeah, now it ain't. There's some good old boy. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Uh, there's a whole show for you. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. Uh, hashtag Yang Gang. <laughs> hashtag I feel sorry for your mother. Amen. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> I don't believe in reparations, Father God. No, let me stop. Uh, hashtag right. Michael Dean wants all the smoke. <laughs> Yang, stop it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had some good times. We will see you next time. Yo, work it like a job. Peace.